All right, good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Scenarios are up on Facebook. I'm working to get them up on Twitter. One of them is lengthy, and I'm realizing that everybody's going to struggle with that one. And it's on me. Like I already like as I'm t- I'm like I, I I went too far. I've gone too far. I'm an idiot. I gotta know. I gotta know that we just can't we can't handle that around here. It's got to be. Would you rather have a million dollars or break your leg? That's the only thing we can handle any longer. I guess I'd take the million dollars. Yeah, maybe. I guess. You'd still probably find a way to like ask questions about it. Well, like, do you get it all at once or like do you get it? Yeah, exactly. What's the interest rate on that? Like <sighs> Anyway, it is Would You Rather Wednesday and I am uh, finishing up getting those scenarios posted at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter as well. Coming up on the program today, Drew Forrester is scheduled to join us in studio. But if he didn't make it, that would just be a real shame. I mean, I'd hate that. I'd just hate that. What he said he was dealing with. Maybe you just tell him, like, hey, if if you can't, we understand. Okay. Just say, like, Glenn wants you to know that if it doesn't work out, it's going to be okay. If he needs, say, Glenn's concerned about your dog. If you need to spend more time at home with your dog then that'll be all right. Drew is apparently going to be here in a bit. Also this morning, uh, we're going to catch up with uh, Bob Nightingale from USA Today. He wrote a really interesting piece about the pain that Brandon Hyde has been through in getting the Orioles to this point. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that. And this morning, we will catch up with Damascus's own and former Terp, now Indianapolis Colts running back Jake Funk, before he comes back to town. Uh... I, I called a game that Jake Funk played at M&T Bank Stadium where he scored seven touchdowns. Jeez. So. Damascus played Dundalk. When I used to do the uh, state championship games for radio, I don't even know if they do them on radio anymore, but when I used to do the radio broadcast of the state championship games, which was nice because we got to use the uh, the BAL booth. It's a nice booth. Hmm. Nice booth. Um <laughs> Well, it oh is. Yeah? It's oh a yeah? really, it's a really nice booth. What made it so nice? Who did I do the game? Oh, I did it with uh, Popovic. That oh, was really? he was my color analyst oh, nice. for the. Yeah, it was me and Popovic. We did the uh, state title games on radio. Although I feel like we only because there were four. Are there still four? Or do they do more of them now? I feel like they've like crossed divisions and there's now like one A or two. I feel like they've They're, they've. I mean, yeah, I think there is out of control. It's like. One A, two A, four A, or well, three A. But is there still four title games, or are there more than that? I are think there are there up to like well, six? Guess, you know, you're the M M I A A. No, that's that's not a thing. That's okay. that's private schools. I'm saying in public in M P S S A A, there were four divisions. One, two, three, four. I don't know how many there were anymore. Anyway, the moral of the story is I was working this state title game between Damascus and Dundalk, and I was excited about seeing Jake Funk because I knew he was headed to Maryland. What I didn't know is that he was going to have a seven-touchdown performance. I also remember, like, I don't think Dundalk had been very good for a long time. There were a lot of Dundalk folks. It was a big deal for the Dundalk people to be in the state championship game. And there were a lot of them in the stadium. There was a lot of hullabaloo. I think that might have been the story, like, leading into state championship weekend, that the only thing that anybody cared about was the fact that Dundalk was in the title game. And they got trounced by Damascus. I mean, trounced. Jake Funk scored seven touchdowns. I don't think he's going to have seven touchdowns on Sunday, but, you know, got to remember. 
He's got memories. He's got there. some magic yeah. in that building. Did Maryland ever play there when he was there? Um, probably did. They probably would have played like a West Virginia game or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, the moral of the story is that Jake Funk is joining us. I've done that a couple of times, the moral of the story today. The moral of the story is that Jake Funk will join us later before the Colts come back to uh, M&T Bank Stadium this Sunday. So we'll look forward to that. All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. The Baltimore County Police Department has a hiring event coming up. And if you or someone you know has been thinking about a different career path, as uh, we've talked about before, maybe you would know somebody who unfortunately has kind of failed the launch a little bit. Young person, you know the type that's just struggling with getting going. You want to point them towards October 28th at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson, where applicants can complete multiple parts of the hiring process, including the agility test, the written test, the ability. Um, you can go through the entire application right there on the spot. Plus, members of the specialized units will be in attendance. So if you just have questions about like, hey, I, I want to, I think, I think I'm looking for a new gig, but I'm not sure if like being a patrol officer or I don't know if that's for me. You can talk to those members of those specialized units to learn more about what opportunities there might be that go beyond just being a patrol officer. Also, that day, in the afternoon, their second annual trunk or treat event. For, so the entire community can come out. If you're someone who's maybe had a, a rocky relationship with the police and you just want to be able to touch them and talk to them and have a conversation, that's a great opportunity to do it and get some candy for your kids. Seems pretty good to me. 410-887-4584 if you want to find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com at the next hiring event, October 28th at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. All right. Uh, lovely evening last night. Lovely, lovely evening last night. The uh, Remember the Kevin Clark tweet? The guy from The Ringer who, like, I don't know why this one got picked up, but he said a couple years ago, the Seahawks have literally never been involved in a normal game. That's how I feel about watching the Orioles anymore. And that's cool. As long as they're winning them. <laughs> I can do this. It's a lot. Like, it's a burden. When you just... When Brandon Hyde is getting wildly reckless in the ninth inning, like, let's throw out guys for the fifth straight game. Like, who's going to pitch today, by the way? Um, like, I know the Kevin Brown joked at the end of the game, like, Kyle Bradish might have to throw a complete game tomorrow. Yeah, he might. Probably could. He's pitched well. He's pitched really He's done, well. Has he done that in Houston? No. Was what? That, was it who? who went, oh, who throw a? Yeah, who threw threw a, a, like didn't someone go like eight, seven or eight innings last year? Yeah, yeah last I, rem- year. I remember the re- who. I remember the story. I just don't remember who it was off the top of my head. Uh, I'll get back to you. All right, I'll, 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 check, I'll check get it too. I'll back check it too, to like, you. I guess. I don't remember. I just don't remember. Um, anyway, the moral of it. <laughs> I am really falling back on that crutch today. I am really falling back on the good, moral of the good, story. It's a good crutch. It's not a good crutch. <laughs> I mean, there are worse crutches. I've got to be able to transition without always saying the moral of the story. The point is. What I'm trying to say is, or at least not saying it every two minutes, right? Like, I've got to come up with something else besides he that. He went eight and two-thirds. Oh, wait, that was in Baltimore. Against? Against Houston. Oh, okay. He well, went I mean, eight and two-thirds in Baltimore. We'll, call, we'll say that counts. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, so I'm. Lo- See, that one was better. Innings, then he went eight innings at Houston last August. As so well. he, so might, he might be. He <laughs> might have it in him. He does like the Astros. He might have it in him. 
I guess they've got to make a roster move, but you're starting to get to that awkward part where I think if you make a roster move, that person might, might not, not be, be able to eligible to be on the if you now I don't know if it's different for the wild card round or the ALDS. The ALDS would start a few days after, so I think you're beyond 15 days for the start of the ALDS. So it might be that if you made a roster move today, the person that you send down could be on the ALDS roster, just couldn't be on the wild card roster. I'm not. I don't quote me on that, and maybe if you can get the answer to that, but that sounds because you have to sit for 15. 15 days. Unless there's an injury, Unless of course, there's an and there's always the uh, the ability well, for the Jorge Orioles Lopez. 100% yeah. <laughs> that pothole to pop right back up. Uh, real shame about that pothole. Yes, that's the uh, the other the the maybe Jorge Lopez should just go anyway because we're not too worried about him being on the he can of course he can't be on the division yeah. series roster to begin with, nor would you really necessarily want him to be on the division series roster. It's sad because I Jorge Lopez is a great guy that's been through a lot and it was a neat story, him coming back, but yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling like you need to put Jorge Lopez back into a game at any point. Um, that said, I would, I, I don't know, I, I give Brandon High credit for as crazy as it seemed. It's sort of like crazy like a fox. It worked. Jack Flaherty seems unhappy in every every. I don't know that there's anyone I've seen that ever seemed like the the game is over and he just, I think had his best contribution to the team in a month and a half since his first start. And they're like showing him going through the handshake line, and he still seems angry. Like he was angry that he was getting pulled. I think he was angry that he's being used out of the bullpen. The guy just seems like he's angry at all times. Now, if that works, in as a we talk about how relievers have to be psychopaths, right? Who do who do we just have on when we were talking? Jacob Webb. And yeah, I, we Jacob were talking Webb. about this with Jacob he Webb. Was like, yeah, I lose my. <laughs> and like maybe given what we know to Jack uh, Flaherty and his body language, maybe this is perfect for him. Maybe we're gonna find out that he is the perfect person to put in this role, and this does become interesting, right? Because as of this time yesterday, I would have said Jack Flaherty had no role on a postseason roster. I, I would have said, what are you doing with Jack Flaherty in the postseason? Like, he's not starting, so if he's not starting, we have no... You could say he could be a long man, but in what world do you have proof that he can? Like, I, So, as of today, now you got to start thinking about whether or not there might be a role for Jack Flaherty in the postseason because that was, you know, some big ball stuff yesterday. Like, it was. I, I can't guarantee that he can do that, but against a good lineup to go in when the bullpen has been crushed and to give you even two solid innings, I was stunned that in a four-run game he was pulled after allowing one base runner in the ninth inning. Again, to go to someone who was pitching in a third straight game. But at the same time, I could see if, and I, I didn't watch Brandon Hyde's postgame, if his point was Flaherty's pitching on three days rest, there was always going to be a limit to how far we could go with him on yeah. three days rest. Because he was already at like 45. Yeah, I could, I could yeah, see that argument that like it just wasn't an option. We knew there was only so much that we could get from Flaherty pitching out of the bullpen. You know what's interesting is did you see that they announced starters for the next series? The Orioles did. Yes. Uh. And someone, uh, you know, like one of the things we've been talking about, hang on a second, make sure I have this right. Yes. Do you know who's listed as starting tomorrow? Um, uh, No. Is it, it should be Grayson, right? It is indeed Grayson Rodriguez. Who will be on 
five. N- yeah, normal rest will no longer be on six-day rest. Now, I hope that based on what he did last Saturday, it's hey, we don't think we have to worry about it anymore. We're just gonna we're just gonna ride this thing till it till it's over. I hope that's the case. But the conversation about protecting Grayson Rodriguez was all built around six days. Well, now it's a five-man rotation and no day off. Like training wheels totally off now. Eight inning start, eight inning start. No days off, normal rest. I hope for the best, obviously. I I hope that Grayson Rodriguez, I hope that's the case. But, boy, it's, it's eye-opening kind of on two fronts. It's eye-opening about the lengths that Brandon Hyde is willing to go right now to try to win this division. And I'm not opposed to that. Make that abundantly clear. I, I get it. Winning the division is winning a playoff series. And that's how Brandon Hyde is managing at the moment. He's managing like he's managing in the playoffs. I am I get it. I'm I'm not even telling you that I I disagree. I I understand and it's probably the right thing to do, but it does teeter on recklessness. I mean, it teeters on holy crap. I'm not suggesting that Grayson Rodriguez's arm is going to fall off because he's pitching on normal rest and this is what you're going to expect Grayson Rodriguez to do next season. But it's it's bold. I mean, it's bold to say the dude just threw the longest start of his life, and now we're going to turn around and take him out of the six-man rotation and just throw him in five days from now and hope for the best. It's bold. You all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. You sure? This, you ever had a puppy? Yes, a few of them. Well, what? My, my dog was acting up. Well, did you get my message? If you needed to stay home and not come in today, it would have been – I, I want to know that I was concerned about your dog. You sent me a message last night, quarter after two, said, hey, we're playing for the show, and you're, you're the whole, pretty oh, much the, the you're whole thing. Oh, you're the whole thing. <laughs> oh, boy. This dog, I tell you. I, I, it's funny how I eventually coaxed him into the crate. And, you know, Bill Burr has that line about, like, with kids, you, we should, we've lost our touch with our kids because we should be allowed to threaten them that we're going to punch them in the face, right, to get them in line. Right, it's not like we. I, I don't. I don't know if I agree with that, but I understand. <laughs> but, but you know the what point. Bill Burr says, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not saying we should be allowed to punch yeah. our kids, but we should at least be allowed to threaten. Yeah, them. I get it. Right. I told my dog, if you don't get in the crate, I'm going to punch you in the face. And wow. he walked and in, that, and that, and he got up and went in the crate. Wow, that's amazing. I, I tried cheese in the crate. I tried those little treats. Nothing uh-huh. worked. But when I said, if you don't get, how that, big is this dog? He's 35 pounds. But you couldn't have just picked the dog. Oh, no. Up. No, no, no. Ooh. Oh, he's Ooh. not. When he doesn't want to go, he ain't going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, no, he he, he he can put up a fight. This the dog? They, like, aren't the kids supposed to be responsible the for the dog at this point? Well, yeah, but they could have. So I said, Knox, if you don't Hang get. Hang on a second. He's an athlete. I said, Knox. Is he really going to class? Yeah, he is. I said, Knox, if you don't get in that crate, I'm going to punch oh, you, you know, right I in gotta, the face. I'm calling the game on Friday night. I'm calling uh, Spalding Calvert Hall. Oh. Friday. Oh, you're not. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy, you seem concerned. Uh, what? Yeah, I, uh, what? <laughs> not sure how that one's gonna go. Uh oh, that, that bad. Spalding's really good. Well, I don't know how good Spalding is. Actually, they haven't been great. Their quarterback's really good. But anyway, so I threatened him. I said, "Knox, if you don't get in the crate, I'm gonna punch you right in your face." And he got him went in the crate. <laughs> that's that's well a, done. Remarkable. I know. I mean, like, All right. so maybe, maybe you've maybe discovered Bill Burr, a, a new career. Maybe, maybe Bill, dog, maybe, dog, dog tamer. Maybe. maybe Bill Burr was right, and you just need to threaten him. Uh, anyway, 
All right. All right. What, do you, what do you have for us? Well, we got to we got to go through this entire thing about the the broadcasters celebrating with the team. We got to get into that. What? We got to get into That's that. That's what you're worked up about. <laughs> I'm not worked up about anything. We can't lose any games. It's just, well, they did. They lost four last yeah, week, but and then all that, of a sudden that they... was all to set this up. Is that what it was? No, it was sort of like sure. pro wrestling. Can't you see? <laughs> it was Dusty Rhodes going through hard times. Right, let's go. Let's talk about the most important thing of the weekend. Okay, Sean McVay. What about him? <laughs> The fact that he's betting on the games? Who yes, cares? as the coach. As Who the, cares? As the coach. Who cares? Do you find it odd? <laughs> as, a, as a man who had the Rams to cover? No, not at all. God bless him. <laughs> when the announcer said, who, uh, was it Matt Ryan and someone else? Uh, no, they did the Ravens game. Uh, who, was the, uh, who were the announcers for? It was, a, it was the A-team, right? Greg Olson? It was their A team. It was the Mur- well. Was their A team is Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. That's that's their A team. I, I thought that's who it was, but maybe not. But whoever it was said, "Well, I don't understand this because when once they kick the field goal, the, the clock's going yes, to expire. It's going to it's going to game. The, the going to announcers over, right. called it, and then when the kick went in, but, who was it? Because whoever it was, yeah. the color analyst definitely knew the but, number. Uh, yeah, it what was, the spread was it was uh, Kevin Kugler and uh, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, uh, right? Mark Sanchez, Sanchez yeah. goes. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it went in, he goes and the announcer's like, "And it's good, and that's going to do it." It's thirty twenty three. Mark Sanchez goes, "Oh boy!" <laughs> <laughs> um, I had no beef. The one I did, did you and I talk about the Penn State thing in the first week of the season. That I, to me is actually the, in this one. What really is he supposed to do? I, I mean that. That's the part that nobody wants to talk. Co- correct. About. It, it, and like and look. And here's also what I would say. I. As crazy as it sounds, because you see stuff in the NFL every week of that course. looks nefarious, college football is ripe for it. It's ripe for well, it. I, and, I mean, and, the players at Alabama have been making millions for years, but the rest of these kids don't make any money. It's ripe for it. Well, okay, but it. hang on a second. Let me go. Let me, the NFL, not so much. Because I, I'm i not telling you that it's impossible that at some point he was thinking about the spread, even if it wasn't because Sean McVay bet on the game, but just like, well, it'll look I'll a little bit better. There. I'll yeah, stick right. it up there. They, they thought we were. Oh, easy they, over, they easy thought, over there. They thought right. we were underdogs. Did you find Mark Sanchez? Is that? I, I believe Griffin oh, believes oh, he's got the audio oh. of Mark Sanchez. Oh, I had something else. I had something Apparently, else. Apparently. Yeah, and we know you did. We would rather let, Be careful. let you listen to an Imagine Dragons song. Listen. Kick for Maher is on the way, and that'll be the final play of the game. So the Rams put three on the board. Okay. What do you do? That's San Francisco. Oh, man. <laughs> they're both laughing because they know, right? And they're kicking each other when the field goal's getting lined right. up. Sanchez is giving him the whole seven point. You know, he's holding up seven fingers. Okay, but, he, but my beat. But the I, thing, know, and I know what you're saying. What, what, what should he have done? They're going to lose the game no matter what. And if so you go can, eight can, levels down on the tiebreaker. If you go eight levels down, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I may be exaggerating, it might be six. But if you go significantly down the tiebreaker ladder, there is a component in there for points scored and points against. And what I would say is, I, if I your argument is that they should run a play to the end zone, one, the likelihood of that succeeding is slim to none at that point. Two, <laughs> you're running the risk of getting a player hurt on a meaningless play to right. end the Here's game. Here's what I thought was odd. There were two things that I thought were odd. Number one, how the Rams could possibly lose wearing those uniforms. Number two... That no one asked him about it when the game was over. Oh, that is nope. weird. That is weird. Not dude. one person said, "Hey, uh, by the way, Sean, what was the thought?" You don't even have to right bring. You don't have to bring leave. up the spread. You can just right. say, "What's the thought? What was the thought process on kicking the field goal when the game was clearly and, over?" And here's what I think he would say. And if you watch the end of the Denver game, 
that should eliminate from any of your vocabulary forever. There's no use in playing this thing to the final whistle, right? If you saw what happened in the Denver game, Denver is mm-hmm. one horrible call away from the thing going to overtime, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. stole the game from mm-hmm. them at the end. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think he thought. We're going to kick this field goal, and there's going to be one, one second, second left. Right. We're going to then kick the onside kick. It's going to hit their knee. Mm-hmm. It's going to bounce up to my guy, and he's going to run it in the end zone. It's not impossible, right? Well, it's not Im- it isn't impossible. It's not impossible. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is, there, the is there a improbable finish? In the history of football, yes, of course. Right. But as a coach, that's how you think. Correct. Like, now, did it look suspicious to me that he just decided all of a sudden I'm going to kick this? No, kind of, sort of knowing it's only going to be, there's no good time going to be left? Sure. But I think he thought, I can get this thing down and through in three seconds. And it'll leave me one second. That's what I think he thought. I think that's true, too. That's exactly what I think. And by the way, I brought that up when we were doing the hullabaloo with the Broncos and Vic Fangio and everybody was like, well, they were still running plays when they're down 16. Correct. Like, because that's what you do. It's a two-score game. And I'm not— You run plays well, when that, you're down. And that's a little different, right? People were pissed off at, at him because the Ravens had a record of some sort. But, they, right? but, that, it, was, but it wasn't one. It but, was a made-up, made make-believe. But, but, yes, but, it was some streak of, about. But of that's what, team 100-yard rushing But games. that's what the fans got mad about. The fans got offended here because Fangio had the audacity to, meaning in a meaningless situation at the end of the game, break the record. No, no, no. Opposite. You you flipped two things. The Ravens ran a play after they had already won the game. All they had to do was take a knee. They ran recklessly ran a play to extend the record to falsely extend the record get to 100 team rushing yards. It's to extend the record. And, and to that, I say. That that's that's your fault, Denver. Well, I I don't really care from the Denver oh, okay. side of things. Okay. The Denver side of things means nothing to you. Your, con- your I was, contention was, I was opposed what if somebody to somebody blows out his ACL. I was wildly opposed okay. to it because it's reckless. Okay, it, gotcha. and, it, and for nothing. Gotcha, no gotcha. One, by the way, a week later, the streak ended against the Steelers in right. a game they won. They won. And so no one gave a rat's ass that that streak ever existed. There gotcha. was no human because it wasn't a real record. Well, John did. For whatever goofy reason. If it was an actual record, right? Like if they did that because whoever the back would have been that day, well, this God is knows. Though, Mike, because this, but, th- but wait a second. The argument that was made was that Vic Fangio couldn't be mad about it because he was running plays when his team was down 16 with a minute left. Right. And my point was that's a two-possession game. You have to run plays with a minute left. Sure. Because you might be able to score a touchdown, convert the two, Get an onside kick, score another touchdown, and convert the two. 100%. That's football, what Vic Fangio was doing. What the Ravens did was not football. Right. It was nonsense. Right. Pursue glory. Right. Not even, I wish it was glory. Right. It, was, it was nothing. But the point being, what you're saying about Sean McVay, 100% he could make that argument. Look, is, is it going to happen? Almost certainly not. But do we have to go through the motions of trying it? Yeah, we got to go through the motions. Now, your argument would be if you throw the ball to that Nakua kid or whatever his name is, Nakua, and somebody takes his head off and he can't play for four weeks because you threw a ball across the middle of the field with three seconds left. In a meaningless game. You're a. You you were. So that's your point, and I get that too. Right. So so the uh, answer is what should he have done? Either you take a knee or you do what you did. Correct. And I don't have any. And if you take a knee, 
you, you're, you're, then the, the, if you take a knee, then the people that have the Rams are pissed off. Right, Why did you kick a field goal? Right. You could have just kicked the field goal, 100%. Could have just done that. Gambling, man. Ah, it's ridiculous. Who does it? It's so, do you remember the Penn State thing from week one when they played uh, West Virginia? They they were up, whatever, the, if the spread was 17. This is right out of Scott Van Pelt. They, they were up 15. Or they were up, no, they were up 13, and the spread was 17. Something like that, where they going to need to score a touchdown to cover the spread. With 30 seconds left, they had the ball on the opposing 13-yard line. They had gotten the last first down they needed. They just, could just take a knee and win the game. Just sit on it. And instead, they went empty backfield. <laughs> empty effing now, backfield. Does that have anything to do with some sort of Penn State-West Virginia rivalry? It could have. Any, who knows what it has anything to do with? But your, your contention, they'll, again, They'll is, argue it's about, well, you know, it might be. we might need style points to get had, into their, the— Their backup quarterback was in. Penn State's backup quarterback was they in. Had, they went empty backfield yeah. to try to get the guy murdered at the end of the game to score another touchdown. The spread was like 20 and a half. They were up by 16, I think. They needed a touchdown. There's in order nothing to better than a college basketball season when Van Pelt oh, picks the three games. God, it's beautiful. And he's like, you're yeah, up by bad. 11 with 37 right. seconds to go, and yeah. the spread's three and a half. You right. got it, right? Yeah. And he goes through the whole thing, and you watch it in horror, as long as you didn't bet on it. Yeah, correct. You watch in horror. Because you know what's like about to happen, right? One of these teams <laughs> coughs up an 11-point advantage with 30 seconds left. Oh, uh, all right. So, uh, yeah. Did you have an opinion on the celebrating of the broadcasters? Well, I've never, it's, everybody does it. The PR team does it. The ticket taker. Like, I think that's different, but did you have why, an, why is it different? Well, I, let me say this. First of all, I don't think it's different. And I wrote about it again today because I had some guy email me and say, aren't these people losing their objectivity? There I, is I, no objectivity. Correct. And that's pretty much what I There's, said. And I'm trying to say this in the nicest way because I don't want I don't want Rob Long or Brett Hollander or any of those guys to – not that they care what I think. They probably don't. But I don't, I don't, no, I don't no, want no, them no. to they, – they, they care about some things, really. I've heard some things about I it. I don't think – I don't want them to – I don't want to offend them. And I'm not trying to offend them when I say – they, they they work for the team. Correct. That's who employs their, them. Their objectivity is already slighted. I'm not. It I, is. I'm going to work. And there's at, nothing wrong I'm with I'm going that. to work for Loyola tonight. If, <laughs> if they're losing by 27 points. I'm, I'm going, going to try to. Yeah, I don't soccer. think they're going to. Yeah. If they're losing by four or five goals. I'm not going to start you what, trashing Greyhound, them. Tell you what, Greyhounds fans, this team stinks. Yeah, that's like, not, not going to happen. That. I right. work for them. Right. Now, you're, you might say. Been a while since uh, the Greyhounds yes. got run out of the gym like this. This 100%. has not been a good night for them. But you're not going to make it personal. So anyway, this whole thing about – so I, I will say there is something perceived to be different between people who work for the team and people who work with the team. I will say that, that I think that's different. Um, but, I, but again, here's what I wrote Monday when all the – everybody was – crashing and burning about it it's I, it's the I, team's I, decision I, you got a weird group of people that are in your life i have not well, had on one media person where i saw people talk really about yeah i have not seen a single person oh, yeah there were people you know definitely yapping about it but again it's the team's decision if the team says to you if you were doing Here, analysis me, on if yeah you, if you were rob or jason mm -hmm. on oriole broadcasts and the and the team said to you Hey, if we win today, we're going to have a little celebration downstairs. We want all the broadcasters and everybody to come down and be part of it. You you would look out of place if you didn't do it. You would look out of place. Like you would go down there and you would be part of it in whatever way you you kind of see that everyone else is being a part of it. 
doesn't mean you have to take your shirt off and run around and high-five people, but if the team brings you down there to take photos and T-shirts and there's a champagne getting sprayed like you, it would look odd if you weren't there. i got to think about this. I- now, the times have changed because when I was in the in soccer business, we, we didn't do that. Right. So Art Sinclair and Charlie Ekman would not have come into the locker room with us and celebrate. Did they get their checks from you? Um, or did they get their checks no, from, they, they from the radio but they, station? But, they got them from WFBR, but, but I they, do think but that they mat- were, But I think that matters uh, in this. I do. I believe that matters in this conversation. Is who's paying you? Like, well, who, all these guys get paid by Masson. And that's my point. They don't get right? paid by the like, Orioles. I, I think it's. But, but they are the Orioles. the Orioles. Stop. Masson's the Orioles. Right. Like, but, there's no de- the lineage there. We can. Uh, they I want you that. to believe that, but it's like when we uh, got in a well, fight, well, fight well, with Rock a couple right. of years ago, right. and he was mad at us. The right. Masson's the Orioles. That's what they are. They're owned by the Orioles. You're, you're trying to come up with something to create some sort of shell, but it's not real. I guess my Masson is, is the Orioles. I don't think it's a problem. I really don't. And the guy, Alan, who wrote me the email today, he's like, don't you think this brings their objectivity into question? And I'm like, their objectivity is, is, isn't there. They work for the team. It, you're not making them. You think they're any more jaded or less jaded now than they were three days ago? And it's not, it doesn't, it's not meant to be mean. It is what it is. Jerry's, well, but, ask Jerry Sandusky. Well, I don't know if it's I, – I don't think it's mean. Right. right. Like, ask think, Jerry Sandusky I don't that think when care. the Ravens win or lose, yes. he, he, he's going to still fly on the team plane right. with the team and stay at the team hotel. Well, but these are these – are, this is – like if, if you want to have a bigger question about and, and this the changed. state of media and the state of allowing team employees to work for an independent – like, to me, the bigger issue isn't that Jerry Sandusky would be part of a post-game celebration with the Ravens. The question is, is it okay for WBAL to present Jerry Sandusky on television as though he is some sort of journalist? Like, that, right. to me, right. is the question. Like, if your question, if we flipped it the other way around and said, and I don't even know who else Jason works for besides the radio station anymore, and said, and I don't even know if Jason was in the celebration, right? I have I no idea. But if I, Jason I, I, was in dousing himself in champagne, would it be responsible for CBS or whoever it is to turn around and say, this man is an independent journalist? And my answer would be no, right? Like that, to me, it's the flip side argument. It's not, you work for the team. You have, that's that's who employs you. So do you think, and I'll, I'll give you an example. But I feel differently about the radio station, because I don't think the radio station is attempting to present. If they are, they're doing it. God okay, bless, because I work there. Um, like no, the radio no, no. station so isn't. That, that, does, that does bring this question up. And I'm going to go back. Again, everything's changed in the last 30 or 40 mm-hmm. years. So when I bring this up, I'm by no means am I comparing this. I'm, I'm trying to paint this picture about who, how does it get handled? When Sandy McKee or Bill Free or mm-hmm. Mike Preston or Doug Brown or Melody Simmons, any Bill Glauber, John Hawkins, all of them. If it, when you know what any, I bumped into this summer? In Ocean, like I was just out one night. And they, we were all out drinking and watching. I wasn't drinking, but everybody else was out drinking and watching the game. Laura Vesey. Oh. I was just hanging out one oh. night in Dewey Beach. Well, when they, or Bethany Beach. When they traveled to away games. There were there were occasions when they flew on our plane, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there were occasions when they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 sometimes, if we were going like on a three game road trip and we were going like Dallas, L.A., Tacoma, we would leave a full day early. And sometimes they, they might fly out the morning of the game, right? Right. But there were times when they flew with the team, not not by our direction, but by coincidence. Oh, there's a two o'clock flight. Hey, there's Sandy. Get right. your ticket. Kind of makes sense. She, when we would leave the hotel, uh, get the airport, mm-hmm. and the bus would pick us up, 
she would be going to the same hotel as us. Right, but she wouldn't ride the she same bus. She would not ride on the bus. Understandable, right. right? Um, I would say to Bill Tanton, Bob Mazel, um, Rosenthal, hey, love to take you to lunch, talk about the blast, right? It was a common practice. But you got to pay for your own lunch. No, I, I, I would have been more than happy to pay for the lunch. They wouldn't allow it. The son, okay, well, yeah, The sure. son would say... Sandy has to pay for her own lunch. Right. That, 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 the bill would come I mean. and she'd be like, yes. I got to give you $15. <clears throat> right. 100%. Okay. So fast forward to now, is it incumbent upon the station to say, you, you guys can't be in there like that? I disagree. Be- no, yeah. listen to me. Okay. You guys can't be in there. I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm asking is the, should the station be saying, right. you guys can't be in there I, I, because Monday morning, right. You're coming on the radio Monday afternoon. So, you're coming on the radio, and the the people listening expect you to be mm-hmm. a, 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 across the board, right. even handed. So, right? so I know exactly so it's the what station response. I know exactly what you're leaning into, and I think it's different for a radio talk show host than it is for a reporter. I I I know that we blur lines, and sometimes as talk show hosts, we would report things that we knew. We would say that. But the rules of being a radio talk show host are not the same to me as being an actual journalist, right? Okay. Like, okay. They're not. And I would agree with in that. In the same way that I openly, no, I and you that. and I would openly acknowledge that we rooted for the teams. Like, that we had no qualms. For sure. About, I told oh, John Harbaugh that. 100%. John, right? you, you think I want you to lose? Correct. You're insane. 100%. I want I, you to win. I don't believe the rules for a radio talk show host. Even though the radio was better when you lost. There's the, um, there's the dichotomy. The, the, the content might have been better, but you and I both know this. This is when everybody says, well, you want the team to lose. You and I both know the truth, which is that. I made more money the, when the team 100%. won. 100%. Well, let me rephrase that. Well, we were supposed to. I was yeah. supposed to make supposed more, to money, make when more money when the team won. Right. There was far better civic investment when the team won, no, right? No. Like, that's the Except way that it there works. was always one treat when they lost. The Merton, right. Yeah, you always. Was oh, always, God, they're playing this week. There was always one treat when they lost. I'll okay. never forget right. that straight, playoff game. Shoot. I'll you, never forget that you, playoff game in Indianapolis. Do, when do you do you know? I've never known. I would actually like to have Merton call in. I've never known. People always said, God, "You know," I'm like, like I, I, I'd like never to give known. Merton the hotline number. I've never known and give him an option to call. Him. I've never known. Um, but I remember that when they lost the playoff game to the Colts, and I looked over at you, and we had a nine-hour yep. bus ride back home, yep. and I said, "Well, yep, there is one blessing." All we got to do is get through six to eight thirty <laughs> yep, tomorrow. That phone's eight thirty to ten. That phone's all, gonna ring, and it didn't even take till eight thirty. I think the next day he called it like eight. Called early, Andrew. Let Andrew, him sing, Andrew. Let him sing. You would yell back. I would be like, "All right, enough's enough. This guy's got to go." Yeah. Glenn, cut this guy off. Meanwhile, I got the whole board right in front of me. I'm like, Glenn, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, Drew had all the ability in the world. I'm like. Glenn, get rid of this guy. Uh, this it, was, is it was a routine. I didn't know the guy, and we had a routine down. Oh. As soon as we got to that moment, I had to start shouting out, let him sing. <laughs> In the Annapolis it was a, Colts. It was a total wrestling Number skit. Number one. It was a total wrestling skit. And you no were one knew the best. No one, knew, there was the no mo- no there one was, knew who was under the mask. There was no moment in my life better than Jeff. <laughs> no. No, no doubt. Damn. No doubt. I've never been. As soon as I said it, yep. when he said Johnny, I said, Johnny who? He goes, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I fell right into it. That uh, was like a wrestling skit, and I fell for it. It really was. It was amazing. That was an amazing anyway, day. So yeah. I, 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 no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm on the other I, side I of the fence differently. I do think these people should be in there. 
And I do think... Well, but hang on a second, because I do feel differently about it. Like, I, And they can be mad at me, and hell, I don't know. They've tried hiring me in a couple times. I never did. They can be mad at me all they want. I don't feel the same way about Jerry Sandusky. Like, I think that when WBAL puts him on television and tries to present him as some sort but of neutral... But he's the play-by-play guy. I understand that, but that's that at some point, that we have to have a choice. You're not a neutral observer. You're not. And while Jerry Sandusky had, like, no Jerry problems... Jerry would also never break a story. It's not just that he, he would never. He, wouldn't, he, 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 well, couldn't, he, he couldn't or wouldn't. Not about the Ravens, no, right. 100%. Right. And that, to me, is the bigger problem. And also, when the Ray Rice situation is unfolding, when there's real, like, when that's what the sports news is, when it's not just reporting what the score was between Morgan and Coppin last night, when it requires some teeth, it would be shameful for them to allow Jerry Sandusky to be the one. Now, they might get around it by saying, well, technically, we pay Jerry. The Ravens don't. But I don't think that's the case. I think Ray- Jerry has a position with the Baltimore Ravens and works with them even on non-game days. I think he does He's got other some sort events. of broadcasting affiliation with them where yeah. he's involved with their so, – I, I don't even know. I shouldn't even I, say I, that. I, I like know. Jerry. This is not a knock at Jerry I, I, by like any stretch of imagination, people. but I do think that it's – we haven't had to have this discussion in a long he's, time. He, yeah, that's a great <laughs> point. He is being presented as a reporter of the news. And that, to me, is different than someone who is a talk show host. Gotcha. A talk show host is an entertainer to me. A reporter is supposed to be someone who has... That, that there is supposed to be a separation between church and state there. So that, to me, is far more you know meaningful than the conversation about a talk show host who's involved. But, you know... Are we ever lose? Are we going to lose another game this year? Uh, probably... Probably. I don't Are know. You sure. If Kyle Bradish can't go nine innings today, I don't know who's going to pitch. Wait, which, which team? I don't think either team. Or yeah, right, right, or the Ravens. Well, the Ravens might. The Ravens going to be favored in every game they play until San Francisco. This AFC North is hard. By the way, that's that's a straight shoot. Oh, if they stay I healthy, t- I tweeted this out. The Ravens will be favored was, in every game. I was totally serious. The, these two teams could be undefeated on Christmas night. Probably no. Oh, they're not. They're not going to be. But I get, I get it. I watch and see. You say watch and see. They won't be. But I understand. Who's San Francisco schedule? Uh, I don't know, dude. How good do they look? By they way? look, they look incredible. Oh but I, you say that. Oh, I, I understand, but you still see it in Purdy where he's not Kurt Warner, right? Like, who they play? He's good. Um, they have, they have the, the Giants on Thursday night. Okay, that's a win. Cardinals Where's that game? At home. Oh, that's a win. Okay, three and three straight home games. Cardinals uh, at home. Uh, the Cowboys at home. Five on, and zero. Yeah, you know. Five and zero. Okay, I. I would tell you that I because it's at home. I absolutely agree that they'll is be that favored. one on TV. Not that one actually is a I think a Sunday night. Game. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. I was joking. Well, but that, unlike all the other, did you have you looked at the Sunday night football schedule? It's terrible, dreadful. dreadful. I have no idea what they were thinking about. It's almost like it was a bit where they were trying, like where where you is two, it true? Jacksonville's never been on Sunday night football. Is that true? Never, never. Well, that's not. I mean, maybe since it went to NBC, we know. Oh, okay, yes, we I know. guess that's what it is. Their playoff game was technically. Yeah, but that's Sunday not. That no, doesn't but that's count. That's what it is. Right. It's NBC. Since they've gone to NBC, Jacksonville's never. That actually kind of makes sense if we do the math on when NBC took over Sunday Night Football. Um, but yeah, it's bad this year. Yeah, it's like, it, and I really am convinced that it was a YouTube went to the NFL and said, "We need better games to not be on national broadcast windows because we need to try to sell people buying the ticket." Now that we've moved it over to YouTube, like I'm convinced there's something. I could something see the there. Lions giving the Ravens a run for their money. In Baltimore sure. next sure. month. Well, I mean, we say that. Last week was, of course, proof of why you don't that's bet why. on football. But that's right. why. Yeah, I get it. You, that was the easiest call of the year. The Lions it. went and beat the Chiefs and were definitely uh-huh. going to come home and lose the next game. 
Oh, that's just the way it was going to work? Of course. Yeah, it's football. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with the Browns. The Browns were never winning that game. Now, they would have won if the boys' knee wouldn't have got blown up. But Probably. But they would have won. Probably, although that, Deshaun Watson stinks. He's terrible. He stinks. Both so of those I'm teams not, are terrible. I'm not sure. Both of those teams are terrible. By the way, got, that's, fine. that's Griffin, something. that's fine. The Bengals are no good. Uh... Um, no, that's not true. Put this down on that's your not computer, there, kid. <laughs> are we going to go back to putting things on the record? Yeah. Is that what well, you got? But hang Burrow. on a second. You. This is what you're bad at. You try to put something on the record, but you put no. You have no stake in it. Well, I'll you, put stake in. I'll put stake in this. Burrow you take will me not, out for a stake. Burrow will not finish the season. Well, what does that mean? He he'll be hurt. He won't finish there because of an injury. But does that sp- mean he's going to miss time at some point or specifically? No, no, no. At the he won't. At the end of the year, he will not be playing. He. he He'll be gone and by if, the end. And of if year. he is, you're doing what? I'll I'll go to Asian Kitchen and have a big lunch. <laughs> That's what you do every day. It's no different than any other. It's just called you Tuesday. You said come up with something. Yeah, I said I would. Tuesday. That's not a state. Yeah, he, no. he, he, Burrow will not finish the year. Eh, I mean, that's, that's, and and I, I would almost double down on that and say they won't win 11 games. I don't even think they'll win 10 games. All right. that I think you're being reckless now. No, not. I they won't win 10 games. I, if, well, by the way, but Joe Burrow is, does, is, is sat down in three weeks. Did you watch him the other the, day? They they should have beat the Ravens 40-14. to 14. I, they, They're terrible. Wait a second. What are you saying? We didn't what, have half the team. That part I agree with. But they were humping the ball pretty well in the second they're half. They're terrible. You keep saying that they're terrible. I watched the second half. By the way, half. the Washington kid, what, where was the pothole? He, he yeah, that's in. a weird bit, right? Where was that pothole? No, no, no that wouldn't be a pothole. He was too helpful. There's no helpful. way. Every time they threw the ball to hands, uh, he caught it. I understand that, but they don't have he's anybody. Five foot eight. If he's not playing, Arthur Millette has to play. I, I got news for you. Yeah. He's playing this week. I understand that. <laughs> well, this week's, a, completely this come week's out of nowhere, a freebie. Yeah, it's true. Well, you say that. Oh, this week's a freebie. Colt scored some points last week. This is you you running into that. We're not not losing Anthony Richardson at home. Well, I don't know if Anthony Richardson's going to play. Oh, who's playing? Minshew? Minshew. We're not losing to him either. Gardner Minshew. I don't care what you say. We're not losing to Charlie Batch. Not losing to Charlie Batch is not coming to Baltimore and winning a meaningful game. Not going to happen. No way. Although every time he did, the Ravens won the Super Bowl. So they got that going for him, which is nice. All right, when, uh, when we come back in, we're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday. Today's show. Why do we do that so early now? It's so early. You do, you, you're, a, we only paid till 11. I think we're going to pay it till 11.15 today. And then we're going to. Well, I get the whole hour. I mean, you, I can yeah, leave you showed 11. up at 10.15. But I get the whole hour between 11 and 12, even if I leave 11.15. Oh, I no, no, no. You showed up late, so you're not getting paid for the first hour. You're only getting paid for the Knox second Knox is going to pay for that. Who's, who's Knox? My the dog. dog. That's your dog. Punch him right in the face. Well, that's. I don't know if we're supposed to say that. What's well, the threat? It's the threat. You, right. don't, you don't really punch right. him. You just threaten him. That's what's wrong with the kids today. You missed it. Stan the Fan, Charles Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson got together on Monday night to talk baseball. You can find it at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, or PressBoxOnline.com slash video. There's some up front if you want to try one. What is it? It's a pumpkin spiced wipe. You could use it for your Wipe ha- for what? For your Heine? <laughs> That's how I used it yesterday. What are you could use. For? I also used it for my hands. What are they here for? They were here for a side bet that was really disappointing. It was really disappointing. So now we're just wipes. back in the day. We found the dude products out of our apartment in Chicago. This is the Boy, part that, of the program. I was trying sounds, to do a read, and instead he's going to do a read for dude wipes. That sounds like a real entrepreneurial thing. There, Don't, no, there's an open box out front. <laughs> it says pumpkin spice. I understand. Right. Go. They're sitting on the front desk. All right, all right. 
right, calm down. Go get him some wipes. Calmer right, than you right, are. That's Griffin's going to go get you some wipes so you can experience the pumpkin spice wipes. Yes, we're going to grab a break. Calmer than you are. Watch Stan, youtube.com slash pressbox on. Get you a toe. I've already forgotten what it is. Get you a toe by 3 o'clock. Pressboxonline.com slash video. It's Clint Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fair, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit MarylandFiveStar.us for tickets. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, September 26th at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. All electronic tolling is here to stay in Maryland. And driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource. Home to Easy Pass, pay-by-plate, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. driveeasymd.com will keep you moving. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? All right, back in here on GCR, Drew Forrester is here in studio with us, DrewsMorningDish.com. I- I'm stunned that we're, we're, what, eight days away from the start and you haven't started screaming to me about the well, i got a whole company. special coming up. Is it, does it start on Wednesday or on Thursday? Bite your tongue. It starts on Friday. On fr- it's, it's only a three-day thing. Well, Thursday is the is the opening ceremonies. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, so which a, of course you. I'll be watching that. It's <laughs> the speeches, captain speeches, the whole thing. <laughs> of course he does. Drew sitting I don't there, think we're winning. Pantsless, watching the Riders. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, he's not completely. All right, I'm sorry. The first day, completely naked. I yeah, apologize. Right. Um, I don't think we're winning. Do you just like kick the kids out of the house for a couple of days? No, it's, like, it's mandatory watching in the house they for all everybody. Well, then isn't it awkward that you're naked? <laughs> no, they <laughs> they're just used to it at this yeah, point. Right. And golf's on. <laughs> Dad doesn't have any clothes on again. <laughs> Do you see the guy? Hang on a second. Did you see the guy wandering around the Dallas airport yesterday? No. Oh my God! Naked? Hang on a second. Yes. <laughs> naked in the airport. A hundred percent. I'm so mad that I forgot to include this somehow. And would you rather Wednesday? I oh, I really screwed up here. I haven't followed. And I know this okay, is dangerous. Okay, hang on a second. This is dangerous. Dude, you from, have to see this. This is dangerous for me to act. This is in the Dallas airport yesterday. He's <laughs> just walking around naked. <laughs> just. And what? And nobody, nobody's doing it? <laughs> you sure he's walk- naked? I mean, or I guess, it's, not, it's not an outfit. I mean. <laughs> I mean, you can't see the front of him. Yeah, I don't think they chose. I think that's called revenge porn. I don't think they're allowed to show the front of him. What's he doing? I, he's just walking around, <laughs> but having what a happened day. To it? Actually, the video is great because the guy, the guy that's filmed, the guy's wife is like, "Do not film that," and he's like, "What? There's a naked guy walking around the Dallas airport." <laughs> but what happened? Did you find it? I think I did. Hang on, pull this. It, the video is actually great. I mean, you got to see but it. What happened? The audio is not. Go ahead. You got it. Yeah, I thought you yeah, said yeah, you well, had no, it. I was trying to restart it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for God's sake! Do not record this. Do not record this. Actually, I have phone. There's a naked guy in the airport. The yes, guy, there is. The guy says back, yes, My there man. is. I don't understand. Did they arrest him? I don't know. I haven't been able to get to the bottom of the story. So tell me. Griffin, you you be the, you be our Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, right. You do some reporting here. I, and I know this is a slippery slope, or, but I'm very. Or, or are you not partial because you are representative of the naked man in the airport? I, mean, I know this is a slippery slope, and I, and I apologize in advance for not really knowing. And I don't. Well, that's never stopped you before. I know, and I don't really know that I'm getting the right answer on the internet, which I know is a surprise. Give me the 30 second elevator. Tell me the story with this woman. Oh, nope, we'll get to politician. it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Okay, it'll come back up. Do not. Because I don't know what we'll happened. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. He, he was taken into custody. Is oh, he was taken yes. into custody. Can I just ask Thank this? <laughs> but now I'm going to ask this question well, on behalf of naked Americans. Where are you allowed to be naked anymore? Right, right. Where if we can't so let be me, naked, let me ask you. We this. all know how miserable the airport experience is. They make you take all your clothes off in order anyway, to go through right. security. Let me ask you this: um, 
and I'm serious because I, I don't know the answer, but I think I do, but I want to make sure. She is a woman, right? That's not part of this is not a – she's a very attractive. She's a woman, We're, right? I just told you to leave it alone and coming back to it. Would you stop? I need to follow politics more. Ma- yeah, yeah, right? If that's – this is the – you're saying that because all of a sudden there's an attractive woman involved in politics. I, I, but I don't – but is she? All right, all right. Settle down. Settle right. down. Settle down. Keep it – unlike unlike her, keep it in your pants. So is that what <laughs> happened? Stop! God damn. True Forester's here. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the print the issue movie. of Press Box. i got to go to the movies more not, often. It wasn't the movie. It was the theater. Oh. Uh, it's brought to you by the print issue of Press Box. Is that see the new Lamar one? Ja- yeah, it is the new one. Now, now we enter the part of the portion of the program say. where Drew just no, reads the Press Box instead of doing the show. I've seen this one. Lamar Jackson on the cover. Great cover story from Bo Smolka as uh, the Ravens yeah. move into Bo the Smolka. contract era with Lamar Jackson. He's still mad because his kid doesn't play golf for you. Is that what it is? Never forgive him for that. There you go. <laughs> go pick it up today for free <laughs> at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town, or read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Birdland Sports. Someone who participates today will win a T-shirt of their choice from our friends at Birdland Sports. I have four scenarios for you today for Would You Rather Wednesday. Numero uno, Would You Rather I got the baseball genie. He's approached you. Yes. He said, I can guarantee you the Orioles will make the World Series this year. Okay. But I will not guarantee you the result. Okay. Or they're going to lose in round one of the playoffs. But on this date, next year, they will have clinched the AL East. Jackson Holiday will be the runaway rookie of the year. Gunner will be a top three MVP candidate. By the way, he already is this year. I understand. Well, he's yeah, he, he should be. He should be. It's Otani, Rodriguez, and Henderson. Grayson, Man, you tell me who who's in there uh, above those. Grayson Rodriguez, Kyle Bradish, and John Means will all have All Star caliber seasons. Okay. Jeez. Felix Batista will be back, and everyone will be healthy. Or they go to the World Series this year. Or they go to the World Series this year. I'll take this year. Why? I think it's too good to pass up. You don't feel strongly that the team that they would be facing in the World Series would have a serious advantage over them? Not concerned because I don't know who that'll be. And I'm not so sure it'll even be Atlanta. Might be the Marlins. Yeah, it might be. I'm going to guess it won't be. (laughs) Well, you just beat them three straight this past weekend and clobbered them. I understand. No guarantee it's going to be the Braves. I'll take I'll take the this year. Okay. I think I want to. Ah, man, I mean that's a that's a pretty good deal uh, for, for Sophie's next. choice, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. And and then if I say I take next year, just we just roll the dice on this season, whatever happens. No, I then. said they're going to lose in round one. No, they lo- they have to lose. In they're going to lose in round one this year. But you get all those things next year, or they make the World Series this year. Uh, I. I but then there's no guarantee you make the World Series next year. There's no guarantee, but you'll be in damn good shape. Yeah, it seems like you'll be in damn good shape. Um, I want to go to the World Series this year. Okay. I want to go. It sounds, <laughs> you sound like a 12-year-old yeah. boy. <laughs> I have to have it now. Now. <laughs> I, the only reason why I don't like it this year is because I do think whether it's I, – I think the, the Braves or the Dodgers, yeah, I, I don't like my chances there. I just don't like them. And if I can come back next year – I was talking about this with uh, our buddy Josh Charles last night. Like, if – if if Grayson Rodriguez and John Means could be guarantees to pitch well throughout the playoffs, and you had a healthy Felix Batista, 
I would genuinely believe this team has a chance to win the World Series. Without Batista. Well, he's going to pitch again. Yeah. I mean, his arm's going to fall off, but he's going to pitch Maybe. again. Maybe. We'll see. You don't. I'll bet you that right I, now. At this point, I I probably agree with you at this point. At this point, by the way, did you try the wipes? I did. What'd you think? Um, very pumpkin-y. I really like them. <laughs> I really like those yeah. wipes. Very pumpkin-y. Like, I really think they're quite good. Um, at this point, I think you're probably right that Felix Batiste, they're going to try, right? Sure. Although, there is still a part of me that says what they're really doing is telling him, we're not, we're not saying no, but when they actually have him start pitching in heat, then they might sort of say, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you say that, know. but he, he might I know. It, get it's possible. two teams out and it might be possible. the difference in them winning It's possible. Losing. Totally possible. Um, Before his arm blows up. That's just all. It's too much. The, the, uh, the other side of it is too much. Like, by the way, I also, if he I had Tommy John surgery let, today or, or in a month, what's the difference? I, know, I agree with that part. I'm yeah. not talking about Felix Batista. I'm talking about the scenario. Oh, now. oh, oh. I almost added in that they would also have re-signed a player. That might, and then I was like, I feel like that tips it. Better resign Henderson. Well, I don't now. I think Scott Boris is gonna. Yeah, Yeah. Scott (laughs) Boris has got some bad news for you about that. You don't. You don't think if they offered him two hundred million right now for seven years? Yeah, I think if they overpaid, yes, that there would be a chance. But that's the problem. Is you think the Orioles are going to be the team that's going to break the, the the one thing that's always mattered in these conversations is what money you would have made in arbitration. That we're not going to pay you beyond that. We'll tack on extra years. But we're not going to overpay what you would be making in arbitration, and I don't think the Orioles are going to be a team that busts that system. I don't think that's going to be the case. So I just don't. This think is it's the best happen. baseball player they've had since Eddie Murray. Um, that's an interesting. You're all day and home all you want. No, no, no. Because we can the best player they've had since Eddie Murray. Uh, potentially, potentially. Well, who, I don't think he is who's yet better. Well, I think again, it's in small doses. I think that. The, the not Roberto Alomar's season where he was hitting four hundred. There's we haven't seen he anything like that. He was an like player, I, but that's a different. The, the, he's not our player. Okay, then this is the best player they brought the up. Orioles have ever I, groomed. He's since Eddie. Murray. He's awfully close to surpassing Manny Machado. Oh, but no, please stop it. Manny Machado was better. You're just saying things now because you don't no, like Manny I'm not. Machado. Manny Machado was a better defensive player, as good as Gunnar Henderson is, and he is a good defensive player. But Manny Machado was most certainly a better defensive player when he was in Baltimore. He also was a better power hitter than Gunnar Henderson was. Now, do I think that Gunnar Henderson's hit tool is better than Manny Machado's? Absolutely. Record think, that. What? Gunnar Henderson's tool is better than Manny. I said Machado. hit tool. Oh, oh, oh down over there. Oh, you did. Yeah, I know that. you got very excited Record about that. that. <laughs> That's one for the yeah. archives. Gunnar Henderson's hit tool is okay. absolutely well. I say absolutely. It, I think is better. Well, you than can Manny have Machado, Machado's. and I'll take Henderson, and we'll see you in the playoffs. I, by the way, you the, can watch the games at home. Easy. Like he's going to do again. <laughs> what does this have to do with the conversation that we're I don't having? Know. I just love Gunnar Henderson. <laughs> I don't blame you for that. I think that he is in he's that conversation. So good, it's insane. And I think that in two years, I might be saying. He's the best player that the Orioles have ever had, right? Like I'm I think it's it possible. I understand. In two that. years, you could say, you know what, Trisky? You were right. You were right. Yeah. Well, which I know that. Ain't <laughs> have I happen. ever said those? I was words gonna say. To you? I know that's not <laughs> gonna happen. Ever Get breakout in hives. Number two. Um, have you? Have what you was heard? number one? Oh, I yeah. oh, right. Okay. Jesus Go ahead. Christ. Number two. Number two. Have you heard the good news? Likely um, to have. Likely to have some big celebrities in Baltimore soon. No. You haven't you haven't heard Odell Beckham's apparently uh, dating. He's hanging out. Yeah, hanging out. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Okay. So well, would you weren't rather, they a thing before or no? 
No? I don't even follow I don't, that. I don't, I don't follow so. pop culture, really. <laughs> is what's his name dating Taylor Swift? Travis is that Kelsey? on the up and up? Yeah, it's a, apparently. I think his brother uh, confirmed it. Would man, you rather? She is lucky. I agree with that. He, he is a sculpted. He is really. He lucky. is a real. That girl is. Eh, a, oh, I think he could do better. I got to be honest with is, you. Yeah. I think yeah. he could do better with less baggage. But as far as someone who's got a lot of money. Yeah, right. That's what I like mean. That, oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. That part of it is doing quite well. Shake it off. Uh, okay, that's what you got for us. <laughs> that was your thing. Um, did, you hear Ian on, did, you, did you hear Ian on Sunday? No. That Travis Kelsey found the blank space in the end oh, zone? Oh, right. Not, um, bad. Not bad. All right, so would you rather? You are gonna. You got a new job. Okay, so which Kardashian is it? No, it's I don't Kim. even know who they it's are. Kim. Kim Kardashian okay. is the one. Would you rather your next job is working as personal assistant to the Kardashian family Okay. after they move here to Baltimore? I got one question about this. Are these girls the daughter of the attorney? Uh, yes. Or uh, or nieces? The daughter? Yes. yes. Of the, the first of the first three. The first two? Because Chloe, I think, had a different dad. The first two were daughters of Robert Kardashian. And he was o- one of OJ's. Uh, he was yes. the balding Italian looking dude. Yes, he was the Italian looking right. dude. Okay. He was the one that played by David Schwimmer, right? In okay. the in the Okay. Thing, gotcha. If I remember right. correctly. So they're they're his daughters. They are his daughters. So that's kinda how they they, you know. That's where got their the money first came steps from? of fame. Uh, ish, yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Ish. And they're, a, a, I know, again, this <laughs> is dumb. I'm not into Car- pop culture. You want me to give a Kardashian family history yeah, I'm not lesson? A, no, I don't I'm not think into I have pop culture. It. And they're both very attractive, Hollywoodish. Yes, they're all very, they're A list. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, like, right, go ahead. But for, for not, for being models, like, not, they, they don't act. They have a reality show and they're models. And okay. they're social media influencers. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, right. Okay. They're not like, they're not Jennifer Lopez. No. Who's an, a legitimate actress. Right. right. And, a, okay. and a musician. And a singer. Right, right. correct. Okay, all right. So you got to be the, this is maybe not a good one for you if you don't know about the Kardashians. <laughs> I just don't. This might be awkward. But it's okay. Be the personal assistant to the Kardashian family. Okay. Or personal assistant to John Angelos. Oh. This is so. This isn't even close. Yeah. Um. Is he still alive? By the way, the dad. No, no longer with us. He's not. He's not alive. It's been years. Um. Oh, those girls for sure. I, I think this is speaking to your ignorance. Why? I think the I way that nuts? you so easily I mean, answer that question. Like, I'm not saying it might not be the answer, but to suggest it's an easy answer. Are they going to snap their fingers at me when they want something? I, I think it might. John be, Angelos is. I think it's gonna I, be more like they're gonna ask like I want you know this Italian chocolate. Yeah, I I and, I, I want three okay. ponies and I want them now. Sure. Like and can I, I have the credit card? You gotta. Can I get the credit card? I mean, or do yeah. I already have I mean, the credit card? There is that. Yeah. I, I get, I'm really good at spending other people's money. I don't know <laughs> that they're pleasant people to be around. What's my salary? It's the same either way. The girls. You want to be around John Angelos? Be I, honest. I, I don't want to be. I'm gonna pick the Kardashians. I think. I know you've <laughs> got to. You've got to walk the walk here a little bit. Oh no, you know, I don't have to walk the walk. I can with answer. Them. I can answer like, the question. No one wants to be around that guy. I, I had a couple people. I had a couple people in the responses who brought think, up that like at least you'd be able to be around the games. Like at least you'd be able yeah, to be around things that you enjoy. Until you got whereas, fired. But yeah, but I'm not. You're not that. You see, you're you're adding, adding things. I'll be in the Kardashian suite at every Ravens game. I mean, there's. It maybe is that. <laughs> so is Beckham nuts too? Is that what we're learning from this or gleaning from this? To, has anyone I mean, I has just, anyone came out on the other side of just a, and just been okay? Has uh, anyone come out on the other side? What do you mean? 
Oh, 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 you mean of her? Any of who the else ex, she an, date? Of any of the exes? Okay, so who are they? I don't even well, know. I mean, Kanye's a psychopath. Like Kanye West went is out with Chris this girl. Humphrey. Married her. Is Chris Humphreys doing okay? this girl? Yes. How's Chris Humphreys doing? Um, yes, Kanye Kim, West the one was that married Beckham, to this girl. Yes, the one that Odell Beckham is dating is the one that Kanye West was married. I don't to. know that I could. Man, I don't think I would want to get the text from Kanye. Oh, he! I think he like threatened to kill Pete Davidson when they were dating. No, but uh, you, I was talking about yeah, other texts. Okay. Is he? <laughs> is <laughs> Pete Davidson doing okay? Griffin? I was talking about other texts. Oh, you, mean, you know, like, got you. Got you yeah, right. I don't yeah. think I'd want to entertain See, those. Right? <laughs> Just yeah. don't want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kanye West. Pete hey, I got a picture Pete to show Davidson. you. Pete hey, Davidson. Hey, I guess oh, Reggie. No. I guess Reggie Bush is doing all right. He like, was with him. Just Kim. Yeah. Or just any of the Kardashians. Oh, you're going. You're going to expand it out yeah, further because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, mean, it's not going. Not going so better. well for Lamar Odom. Let's no. get to the politician. Hang on, settle down. All right. I I don't know, man. It is a. We might we might want to reconsider whether or not we're okay with this. Let's get to the politician. <laughs> we might want to think about that a little bit more. Uh, number three is not. Is the answer. Yeah, it is. Saying, it I is am not. Answer. I am not nearly as convinced of that as you are. I, I think, you are I think Glenn's in love more. with John Angelo. Well, you've that's definitely one, not what it is. You've worked for one maniac already. Well, I mean, yeah, right. You, I have some history. Have there. you seen? What I that's have like? some history. <laughs> like I'm better prepared for this. Right. Number three. Would you rather the Orioles have invited there's you to be? Pl- been plenty of times when there's been five guys in a hotel room. Yeah, right. Just <laughs> pick a corner over <laughs> yeah, there. Correct. You're good. Wait, so I'm supposed to sleep in the same bed as? Right. As Ryan Chell, that right. was what you thought I was going to do <laughs> right. this week. I think I'm good. You uh, think we're made of money here? Yeah. Grab a sleeping bag and lay down. 100%. The Orioles have invited you to be part oh, of I their- I do yoga. <laughs> scream it. <laughs> scream oh. at someone on oh. the phone. Oh. <laughs> oh, don't even. It was the greatest. Don't even start. The greatest scene I've ever that walked one, in on my entire life. That one. God, I've never seen it. was before. right out of- Drew and I walked into a room once. Oh, my God. Where at the exact same time, one party- was screaming bloody murder on a, in a phone call while the other party was we trying to sweet ta- was trying to sweet talk a woman he had met in the night before to come into, up to the room into yeah coming yes. up to the room with five of us there baby yeah I love I've I'll never just, felt anything like this in oh my life God it was amazing I've had a lot of girlfriends I've never felt this kind never of attraction seen. to anybody meanwhile listen like, get on the plane I, or I'm going to kill you <laughs> you won't ever work in this business again I'm so confused God oh, it, you. I, okay, we'll do it for him. We'll no, perform. No, it's okay. Who do you no. want to be? Let's go to the politician. Let's Hang go on. To the We're not there yet. Number three, the Orioles have invited you to be part of their next champagne party in the clubhouse. In. <laughs> when they clinch the division. If okay. you play the role of Heston Kerstad, who, if you missed it, was kind of initiated during the last. I can't believe somebody had been suspended for this. Uh, Heston Kerstad. As soft as we become in this country. Was uh, stuffed into a shopping cart and then doused in. Smoothie and olive oil and ketchup and quote unquote other fluids. Other fluids. See, at Michigan State, the coach gets fired for this. Now, easy at Northwestern, over. they shut the program easy down. But it's there. okay with the Orioles. Easy over there. If you're willing to play the role of Heston Kerstad and be stuffed into a shopping cart for the first 15 minutes of the celebration and be doused in other fluids and all of those things, you can be a part of the celebration. Or, you know what? I can watch it from home. I wonder what Ryan McKenna was thinking after spending uh, yeah, right, 120 right. of the 145 <laughs> games with the team. They got nice restaurants in Norfolk. And then, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time I sat in a shopping cart. Yeah, right. right? Been doused in fluids. <laughs> and you went to Glen Burnie. They called that Thursday. I want to be part of the champagne thing. It is like the ultimate thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like it is yeah. the ultimate experience is to to be a part of one. Yeah, I want to be in that. 
All right. As long as the fluids I mean, are... for God's sakes, Griffin, I don't even as need to As long as the fluids him. aren't yeah. unhealthy. Griffin's like 15 minutes. I'll right. do it for five right. hours. <laughs> I think I'm going to pass. No, come on. I'd be cool to be a part of it, but I... We, we popped champagne after we won our national title in dodgeball. Did you, did you yeah. though? It was awesome. Did you, though? It was great. Three, it was snowing you, in Michigan. You have two bottles of champagne? No, we had like six or seven. Was... Okay, there you go. <laughs> it, was, it was legit. It was exhilarating. I actually did... So when we showed up on our honeymoon... Uh, they like they you know everything's it's all inclusive right so in the room there are bottles of champagne and i was like welp i know it's about to happen and we proceeded i told my wife get in the shower and i just we doused each other with shit because i just always wanted to know what it felt like that was great and number four drew would you rather have spent the last week as the guy who went to the theater with the united states congresswoman lauren bobert or i'm not sure if you saw this yet or not as the Iowa cheerleader, whose pants fell down mid-routine. Let me see the cheerleader. All right. This oh, is it's from a guy. Never mind. Iowa. <laughs> Sorry. Don't this is from the Iowa Penn State football game on, uh, I, I think that's who they play. No, that's this week. I'm not going to see everything. I don't know who they play. Iowa played. Now, this is uh, right in the middle of it. There go his pants. There. Now, that was smooth, pulling him back up. But there go his pants in the middle of it. So he's got to go to class. He's got to go to school. He's right. got to spend the week everywhere. As the guy whose pants fell down all week, or spend the week as the guy who went to the theater with Lauren Bobert. Okay, so now now we have to get to this is what I don't understand. Yes. Tell me the true story, not the the Republican side of it or the Democratic side of it. Tell me what happened. They went to see Beetlejuice. Okay. The musical. Okay. Is okay. So let me. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Uh, are they I dating? Uh, no. Okay. It, are, are to they, my knowledge. Are, but are they both single? She is mid-divorce, apparently. Okay. Okay, continue. <laughs> That's all you needed to know? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm... They went to the theater. Okay. They were apparently very excited about being at the theater. Okay. She was, uh, she was vaping, which okay. is not... Uh, which is against the... You're not supposed to do that, right? And, and vaping uh, meaning... Um, just tobacco, tobacco, to our knowledge. We don't know that it was anything besides tobacco. All, okay. we, all we know is tobacco. Okay. And uh, he started getting a little handsy. He did. And then she started getting a little handsy. Uh, okay. So they got kicked. They were removed, they were removed. from the for, theater. For, for what reason? I, you're not. Uh, well, you're do, vaping. And do you, do you, you don't think that you're allowed to just start, <laughs> like, fornicating in a. Well, they weren't doing that. Yeah, but it was. Do you think that you're allowed to. Oh, boy. Wait, I can't did, believe we're having did, this okay, conversation. Okay, so, again, depending on which side of the ledger this is on. Like, did, don't get me wrong. I was 16 once, too. Okay, but. I went to see Mission Impossible 2. Okay, but hold on. Was was she? It was all over her, the. It the, was all over the clothes. Yes. Okay. All over the clothes. Okay. So that's important. Is it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. He he wasn't exposed. He was not exposed. Much to see about nothing. <laughs> You're good. You're good now. It's a movie theater. You're supposed to it's do that kind of theater. stuff. It's a Broadway theater. It's the same thing. It's not the same. What thing. else are you gonna do? It's not the same thing. Watch the play. Play's boring. What? Why did you go? So who do you? What was your question? Because I know would the you, answer. Would you, you'd rather be the gentleman well, that spent the no, evening with no question. Mrs. Have you seen her? She's lovely. She's and what is she? She's I mean, crazy. And what is she? Oh, she is. Uh, she's like if it's right, she's over here. Like she's as far right as about it gets. What's the right? What's as far, not as far right as the former president. Uh, the you know the argument from people is that he's not even that far right. Like that's the funny part. 
He's I know he was insanely far right. I I think but he the was, key word being insanely that part right. Yeah, that <laughs> part. Right. And she fits that bill quite well too. How did she get there elected in Colorado? Uh, I think the Colorado's. Have a, you seen a, her? I think there's about. <laughs> I, I mean, who are you voting for? I think there's some, some wild 71 year old guy yeah, or her. I, yeah. I think there's some wild west in Colorado. Like it's the same thing. Okay, so Arizona is now like so a, anyway, a purple the, state. The, but should they get arrested? Right? No, I think they were just removed from the oh, theater. Okay. I don't think they were arrested, but they were all over. I mean, like this. I don't know. I mean, if if everyone knows, I can do that. He owns flips. a he owns a restaurant. The the sky does. Sky does, and it has been in just inundated with like one star reviews and track. I mean, like he's. Why are it's people been, mad at him? What'd he do? Well, I mean, it is pretty... It's a bad scene. I don't know why you'd be mad at him. What is wrong with you people? It's 2023. Also, here's the, the ironic part. Apparently, he's a Democrat. Okay, now that might be a problem. <laughs> like, here's the here's the really funny part. Right. Of it. Know, she's, she's over here. Okay. Apparently, he's over okay. here. Okay. Yeah, right. So you're going with Mrs. Boebert's... Yes. Yes. Companion. Sign me up. Griffin. For Beetlejuice. Griffin wants to be able to do flips. Yeah. You think I mean, that if part? Know I can do that many flips in a row. That'd be. Well, I, I would there's... say here. All right. Let me. I'll back up a little bit. The odds are that guy. I mean, he's an Iowa cheerleader. You think Iowa. that means that he's doing particularly well when he goes out I mean, on a Saturday night? Uh, you if think I that say that, what I'm about to say. You think that he's If I say what I'm up, about to say, that's going to make a broad brush judgment think, on male oh, cheerleaders. Oh, no, so no, I'm no, gonna leave no, that alone. no, that's not a right, thing. Right, right, I'm going to leave that alone. That's not a thing. Right. No, I'm going to answer your question by Mark saying- Mark Zeno was a cheerleader. You see Mark Zeno's wife? She's lovely. She's lovely. She's lovely. This dead air brought to you oh, by- Oh, would you settle down? Comment. Would you settle Mark down Mark Zeno's a good man. I like Mark. Mark served our country. Yep, Mark's a good man. What is your beef with Mark Zeno? Is he still in Atlanta? I think so. Is he? Yeah, he's a good he's man. Mark is a good man. <laughs> Got anything else for us? No, I'm good. Just, just leave it there. soon as you, I. But I've been seeing all these stories about this woman, and I never know. It's such it's, a cesspool. Okay, here's you here's, never know who to believe. Here's what the, sto- the politically sto- the story is. It's like these people that say that a plane didn't fly into yeah, the yeah, Pentagon. No, no, hang on a second. The point. Like the, you're the, a moron. The story is. While it really isn't that big of a deal alone, like it's not cool. She was vaping right in front of a pregnant. Okay, then that might hang, not be cool. Hang on a second. The other part yeah. is, but wait, wait, part wait, wait, of wait. our culture. She was vaping right in front of a pregnant lady. That's not cool, and yet that's not okay. No and doubt. The lady tried to ask her to stop, and, and she you're was out. A, an a hole to her. Completely like, agree that's with that. Unacceptable. The other start we have to say is unacceptable too. But we get it. It's not that big of a deal. We we can what say a, both things. What a softy no, you've no, no, become. No, no. We got to be capable of saying that, like, you can't just do that and say, like, ah, it's the way it works. It's America. We can fondle each other in the middle of a theater. We know we can't. When did we, we know- become so soft? Oh, stop over there. What happened you to know us? that's the case. We used to watch All in the Family. The, we thought it was funny. The issue <laughs> is the hypocrisy. It's the you're the one preaching to me about family values oh, right. and oh, morals 100%. while you're out getting fondled at a theater. 100% get like, it. Like, that's the issue. Right. I that's get it. That's totally, the problem Totally here. get it. Like, that's why I respect that girl, Jenna Ellis. She tells it like it is. Which one is Jenna? Jen, the attorney? Yeah. She tells it like it is. She tells it like it is. Didn't she, like, hate him right up until she got the job? Didn't she? Like, is she like full she still psychopath? Hates him now. Oh, I, I guarantee she Now she hates him. him. But she'll say anything. Like, she'll say anything because she got the job. She was the only one that but smiled in sure, the mugshot thing. I'm pretty sure they dug up, like, her old Twitter. Right. And she murdered the guy. Right, right, right. Relentlessly. Right. right up until she was hired right. to be his But now attorney. she hates him again. Well, I mean, yeah. it's an awkward spot to be in. 
politics, man. What do you got for You us? think sports is crazy? Yeah, it's no doubt. What do you got for us? What's going on in your world? That's it. All right. Just talking about the uh, Orioles never losing again. They might not. Ravens might not lose either. Life's good. Man, what a weird... These are weird times. Yeah, right? What do we have to complain about? If they don't win the World Series, we're going to be all going to be so crestfallen. It's going to be crazy. I don't think they're going to win the World Series. I'm not... I don't think they will. I don't know, man. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I just don't think they will. They're leading a pretty significantly charmed life. Well, this week they are. Last week they couldn't hit. Baseball's a weird sport. It feels good this week. Next week, I don't know. I don't know. They might stop hitting with runners in scoring position. Well, I mean, like, like we said, as long as it's not the Cardinals or the Padres in the That's World true. Series. Right? And they're good. Those teams, go figure. How good are the Cardinals uniforms? <laughs> God, how, how much did it hurt you? Oh. How much did it oh. hurt you that the Patriots lost wearing the... Crushed. Yeah. yeah. How about Belichick throwing the challenge flag down at the guys? In no, the that was good. <laughs> that was the good. Guy's face. I did enjoy that. <laughs> Waiting until the very second, and then that was great. All right. Miami's uh, good, by the way. They're good, but they got to figure out how to snap the ball. But they're but Miami's good. Okay, that kid, that I that Hill kid, I've never seen anything like. No, him. he's yeah, he's a good, good guy too. And they got a, a nice part. Well, he's, a, he's a good man. He's trying hard. Is he? Um, is he? <laughs> nobody. Right, we got to get a break. chance with got? you. It's not. Nobody, uh, it depends on what you did. No. What are you still mad at the son of Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Nightingale joins us next. Drew Fours or Drew's Morning Dish dot com is Glenn Clark Radio. <laughs> The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. All aboard! The Orioles train keeps on moving and it's ahead of schedule. The birds are motoring towards a playoff run here in 2023 as their magic number keeps getting smaller and smaller. I'm Paul Valley, and you can find me along with Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here on the Bataround. We'll navigate you through the playoff push as the Orioles look to put an exclamation point on what is turning out to be the best season of the last 40 years. So join us on the Orioles train and let's enjoy the ride together right here on the Bataround. Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland Open. 
picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Serps at PressBoxOnline.com. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR. The code is Clark 23 glennnclark 23 Use it at Superbook.com or when you download the Superbook app. And when you do, you will get up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Whatever it is that you're betting on, we've been watching, monitoring the Ravens-Colts line. And... Oh, turn Drew back on for a second. Griffin, turn Drew's mic back on for a second. With the, you still here? I thought I was still with the team. Well, I, if you want to hang out and talk to Bob Mike, I'm all what, for it. Um, at Superbook, it's sitting at 7.5. That makes sense. 7.5, which as be- bettors will tell you, you never bet at 7.5. Ever. Why? It's the worst bet you could possibly make. Ask the 49ers. That's right. Or the that's Rams. Exactly. If that's on you, it's not on them, it's on you if you bet But that. the Ravens are going to win this game by 20 points. Well, what's the, they, what's might. the, they might. They might. Or Indianapolis might get a back uh, backdoor cover right at the end of the game. Not get back happen. within seven because the Ravens don't care. That's not happening. That's why people say don't bet it. I don't know. I'm uh, I don't know how I feel about it. But uh, if you want to bet it, you we're not bet losing it. to the Colts in Baltimore. I don't think they're going to lose. But seven and a half is a big number, Drew. If you want to bet it, Superbook. Bashani should offer to play them oh, for the helmets. God's sakes! We'll play you guys this week for the helmets. We get to keep them. We get to keep the helmets if we beat you. <laughs> I don't think they're going to take that. I don't think that the uh, old crazy. Uh, uh, Jim Irsay is going to go for that. Anyway, the code is Glenn Clark 23 Use it at Superbook. Uh, a really interesting story from our friend Bob Nightingale this week about how Brandon Hyde went through pain as the manager and has come out on the other side. And, and has, the players love him. And, and is a significant part of all of this. Right. Joining us now, of course, from the USA Today, he is our friend Bob Nightingale. He's with us here on GCR. Bob, it's Glenn and Drew in Baltimore. It's always good to catch up. Thank you for taking the time for us. Uh, sure, my pleasure. Bob, I think that word pain really stuck out in, in reading what it is that you wrote. Like, that, this was, uh, we think about, you know, Brandon Hyde fighting with Chris Davis in the dugout. 
we think about just how truly dark it was. And I remember talking to Brandon about it and him being very realistic about having watched what happened when he was in Chicago and knowing there's a real chance that whenever there is any fruit to this, I won't be a part of it. I might just be the guy to be here. And to me, I, and I think what you wrote about was that that makes this story all the more significant that he went through all of that and is now able to be a part of finally seeing it through and making it all happen here. Yeah, I mean, so many times a guy doesn't get to see it through. He gets fired. And they, uh, someone else reaps the uh, reward. I mean, it happened in Houston when they went through all that pain and then all of a sudden it was A.J. Hinch that came in and he got the benefit from it. So I think people throughout baseball are you know, thrilled for Brandon Hyde is able you know, for the uh, Michael Elias to stick with him. You wrote about that Brandon Hyde, because of all this, deserves to be manager of the year. And, you know, I... I certainly would tend to agree with that. I guess what I would say is, how much do you think this is happening because of him? Like, how much do you think, because I, I don't know enough to know X's and O's decision-making. He pushed all the right buttons last night, for example, to win a baseball game. Yeah, James McCann bunting. Correct. And getting a base hit out of it. Right. Um, but how much do you think this is happening because of him versus him just sort of being the guy that's there with a team that has a lot of really talented players? Well, I think with the manager, I mean, the big thing is create that winning culture to play hard. And as you guys see, I mean, they play hard night after night. And uh, it would have been easy when they lost all those games to have a terrible clubhouse culture, but he kept, a, you know, kept it going there. And so, you know what, it's going to turn, guys. It's going to turn. Stick with me. And it has. I think a manager is big, you know, for that reason. You know, when San Francisco Giants won those three World Series, uh, 10, 12, 14, they never had the best team. But they probably had the best clubhouse culture. It's an interesting way of putting it. Hey, Bob, one of the interesting things about managing in general, coaching, managing, and this is a broader topic than just baseball, what is it that makes the the best ones, or at least the hot ones, that they don't seem to be former all-star championship caliber Hall of Fame players? I mean, there, there have been a few, but for the most part, and especially in baseball, it seems to me, the best managers wind up just being guys who were just, you know, kind of journeymen along the way. I've never been able to figure out what, what is it about that culture they create that maybe they took from their, their career. I think because those were the guys that kind of sitting in the bench and watching and uh, kind of absorbing everything. So, okay, if I'm a manager what day, one day, what am I going to do here? Um, you look at like a guy like, you know, Tony LaRusso, you know, was on a bench. You know, Buck Showalter was a you know, minor leagues. Uh, a lot of times it's the, it's the catchers, the backup catchers are the best managers. But you're right, it's never hard to start players. I think they're too, so busy and grossed in the game, they don't have time to think along with the manager where a guy's sitting in the bench say, okay, here's a strategy here. You know, why'd you do that? Uh, kind of curious, that sort of thing. Here's Bob Nightingale from USA Today. We'll link up. It's a really deep dive into Brandon Hyde that he did at USA Today, and we'll link it up on our Twitter account, at Glenn Clark Radio, for you to check it out. I want to revisit something you just said, Bob, if I could, because you point out like the, the irony of San Francisco. I don't know how many people like know Bruce Bochy's career record as a manager is still sub-500, right? Like I, I, When you say that they didn't have the best players, but they had the best culture, I wonder they also did still have really good pitching. Right? Like they had really good pitching for those years. Can culture really win out? Like we were talking earlier, the Orioles were in the World Series and facing a Braves or a Dodgers. On paper, I'd look at those teams and say, yeah, I don't like the Orioles' chances of beating those teams in a World Series. 
But is it possible that at some point this the culture aspect of it, what the Orioles have, really can overcome anything as far as you know talent differences and that they could carry this out to win a World Series even this year? I mean, you're right. I mean, you're going to have that talent. But I think just a little thing, you see, uh, you know, the, the comebacks. Uh, you know, I'm here in Houston right now. The Orioles come back, you know, two nights ago with a Mullen three-run homer tonight. Those sort of things, like you don't get down. And, you know, it kind of gives you a, a more fighting chance. And, uh, you know, obviously in the playoffs, it comes down to pitching. You know, we all know that. But you got to do the little things right. And, uh, and the Orioles always see, you know, they do that. Uh, Orioles remind me a lot of the Astros, you know, back in 2015 or so, when they kind of burst on the scene. Next thing you know, they won, you know, uh, won two World Series, been a full World Series, six straight ALCSs. There's no reason the Orioles can't have that same kind of run. I say that, like, the Astros had to go and get, they had to be scarred. And I've always thought that, like, you don't go win a World Series your first time through. You've got to go and go through the scars and learn from them and improve from them. So when I ask the question, is it possible that the Orioles could win the World Series? I know the answer, of course, is yes, because they're going to be in the playoffs, and anybody who gets in the playoffs could win the World Series. But is it practical to believe they could do it this time, or do we know enough to know it doesn't work this way, that a team gets in for the first time, hasn't been there before, and they ride it all the way to winning the World Series? I mean, it's rare. I mean, realistically, you think, okay, you get in this time, Next year, uh, serious World Series contender. Yeah. You know, just, you know, it's going to come down to pitching. Hey, you know, Jack Flaherty looked good last night in relief. If he can pitch good in relief, you know, that's a big boost. But you need the, uh, you need your, your star players, your star pitchers to, you know, go deep in the uh, playoffs and give you at least a good, you know, six solid innings. And that's what it comes down to. But that being said, I mean, you look around the American League, you know, it, that thing is wide open. I mean, between, you know, I think Baltimore is showing, you're showing Houston right now, hey, we're better than you. And Houston's probably still the class of the American League, uh, American League West. And they, uh, you know, uh, are they better on the Twins and paper? Yes. Uh, you know, certainly they're the best team in the uh, AL East right now, too. So there's no reason to rule they can't get to the World Series. Bob, I, I, I'll, I'll go this route, too. You know, as, as you know, everybody in Baltimore, it's, it's, there's just joy. It's overjoyed. It's, it's everything. But at the same time, it's measured by what has been a difficult season again away from the field and missteps from the leadership of this organization and this, this least thing that still looms no matter how many times they, they say, look, don't, don't worry about it. It's going to get done. How do you measure the immediacy of the success versus the – hey, they haven't locked up a player long-term yet, and this is the Orioles that we're talking about, and they will they don't have any track record of spending money. How do you measure the health of the franchise on the whole versus the wild success that they're having on the field? Well, there's always a carryover. I mean, you watch next year, uh, the Orioles season ticket sales will be way up, and the tennis will be way up. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is up. I think about 10,000 seats a game uh, this year. So I think it's a thing where don't worry about it. The you know, lease is going to be taken care of itself. Obviously, the Orioles aren't going anywhere. You know, one of the uh, you know, dual franchises in baseball, all the history and tradition, everything else, still a gorgeous ballpark. Uh, you know, long-term contracts, we'll see. Uh, you know, can't lock everybody up. But, you know, point out to Houston. I mean, they let George Springer go. They let, they let say, uh, Carlos Correa go. And they're still winning. I mean, the bottom line is, 
you know, with the Orioles have the number one farm system and, you know, have the second best record in baseball, you know, that's stuff the Dodgers do year after year. How good do you think Gunnar Henderson is, Bob? Like, we, it, it's starting to look like this is legitimately a future MVP that we're watching night in and night out. Yeah, you love the way he plays the game. It's so hard. I mean, my, my favorite play, play of the year was he when he stretched that single into a double and gave up the cycle. You know, they had a big lead. Mm-hmm. Would have been easy just to, you know, stop there. I love that play, being aggressive. I remember talking to him about it, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago. And he says, I just think it's fair to get to stop that single, but I, but I know I could have had a double. So that kind of mentality goes, you know, goes a long, long way. You said he should be, but are you confident that, like, both both Brandon Hyde's going to be manager of the year and Gunner's going to be rookie of the year? Yeah, with the uh, with Young getting hurt in Texas, I think it's almost uh, – he, he may be unanimous rookie of the year this year. Uh, Brandon Hyde, it was like neck and neck with Bruce Bochy. Uh, I don't think there's you know, any way the Rangers are going to win the division. And uh, I just think it's going to be high number one and probably Bochy number two. You know, Brandon was second last year. Uh, but no, I, I really think I think Mac Elias will be uh, executive year for, for what they've done. I'd be surprised if he's, you know, that's for both leagues, but he should win executive year award too in November. I feel like we're on another planet, right? Like, oh, like, it's just like... good after good after good <laughs> after good. We, as you know, Bob, we're not used to this here. <laughs> Life is good, though. <laughs> Life is good in Baltimore yeah. as we get ready for the postseason. Um, again, USA Today, usatoday.com is where you can check out his stuff. Follow him on Twitter, at B Nightingale as well. Bob Nightingale, always appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks for spending a couple minutes with us this morning. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you again. It's Bob Nightingale with us here on GCR. It is weird. Like I'm waiting for the other. Like, are we going to lose the last nine? Well, that's how I started to feel. Did you start to feel any of that last week? Did you have no, any? You were still completely confident? Not at all. Zero. I'm telling you that after that, after with Adam there and the rabid nature. Well, that Friday night was. That was, oh my God. that changed. Like, in my mind, there was a, oh, God. Yeah, no, like, that was good. There could be a. It, you know I what do it think Sunday was. Do a, you remember how we felt when the ALCS in 97 came back to Baltimore after they got the split in New York despite the Jeffrey Mayer thing. When they lost game one that way, but then turned around and won game two anyway, we all felt like, you yeah, we're good. You can't beat this team. Right. 90, I think I said 97. That was 96, 96, of course. Like, you can't beat this team. Right. You can't. They, they, they lost like that and still turned back around in one game two to get the split in New York. Now they get to come back for three games at home. Brady Anderson's hitting home runs every at bat. They're good. They're, this series isn't athletic going. Athletic opus. Yeah, this was at his athletic opus. Right. You, this series isn't going back to New York, which we were right about. It's correct. It didn't go back to New York. Daryl Strawberry made sure of that. But I started to feel a little bit of that, like I on didn't. Friday night. I, I like, will say though that I thought Sunday was important. The Saturday, yeah. the Saturday night win got what they wanted. Right. I mean, look, Brandon High would never admit to it. If we win one game, mm-hmm. it's like winning two. Because you get so we're, the tiebreaker. So we're, we're good. Right. Yep. If we win two, it's great. If we win three, oh, my God. Yeah. If we win four. Uh, well, if they had won three, then this, it would have been over. Right. So right. the Saturday Saturday was critical. Sunday, though, I do think Sunday was important for them. Like, Tampa would have left essentially even slash one game behind, right, uh, based on the tiebreaker. But they would have been even in the stand. I just – I think Sunday was a really important win for them. Oh, I think I, it was. I, I think I said before the whole the, playoff clinching thing. That, you know, with the, Tampa, the right? The vision of this team having that champagne celebration, having just lost 
Five of six overall at home. Three of four to the team that has now tied them in a race would have been a week early, a four-game division right. lead. No, I think it was important the, Sunday. The, the idea of that happening, which they would have done. like They would have done the whole celebration because they would have said, look, it's a season-long accomplishment. it would have been tempered, I think. It would have been, I think, more uncomfortable for everyone involved. Right. I think no, it would have been lost three or four to Tampa, right? Like a really bad look. I agree that that Sunday was. Yeah, critical. I thought that was an important game, but I never felt. I haven't. I've thought all year they were going to win. I mean, um, I've said that all along. I just there's just something about you know they every tonight it could be um, or today you know it could be well it, it could be O'Hearn. I mean hell he could be the number O'Hearn. three guy for the MVP. Oh, it's I mean, insane. It, He's having an By the way, whose team, who's team MVP? It's Gunner, right? Like, it has to be Gunner now? It, it is. Because it was I, Batista. I it it might have been Batista. I think until the middle of August, end of August, it was Santander, but not now. Well, I, yeah. I don't. I never had him higher on the list than Batista. But, okay. Uh, right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Batista, but then he got if, hurt. If you're saying Batista got hurt, so it could have defaulted I think to Santander. It, it, yeah. If it wasn't for Henderson, you could say this about several guys. If it yeah. wasn't for Henderson, they wouldn't be in the lead. I agree with that. There's no question. I agree if with that. If it wasn't for Batista, they wouldn't be in the lead. God, the O'Hearn story, though. O'Hearn's had an unbelievable... Of all of the guys that they brought in, uh, I'm not going to say cast off because that sounds like that's a negative. But of all of the guys they brought in who were just just guys, like, I don't... I could be wrong on this, and we'll see in April. I don't think Frazier will be back. I think they'll... they'll, He's a one-stop thing, and and he's done fine. And Westberg needs to play. Like, they Correct. have to have Westbrook. Play. And Frazier has, as he did the other day, Frazier has come up with mm-hmm. some huge – I said this earlier in the year. For all the grief people have given him about his defense, and it's marginal. It's The it, numbers it, say it's it, not it, even marginal. Right. But it, it's he's a competent Major League Baseball player. And he's had a big moment with the bat. You can go back and look at this. He's pretty much had a, oh, a, a, a big moment with the bat about once a week. Yep. He does something. He's disposable. I think O'Hearn has carved out a spot in the team for him where he isn't disposable. Oh, I think he's part of. He has to be part of the future, and especially if which almost becomes awkward because it's quite redundant. Mountcastle, the way he turned around this season, has to be part of the future plans. O'Hearn's got to be part of your future plans. Kerstad obviously has to be part of your future plans. So you still have Kowser. Is but Cal? And it's a great point. I mean, it is a great point because I think we were thinking about him as a corner outfielder. What are you going to do with Holiday next year? Where's he going to play? So I still think that ultimately he plays short and Gunner plays third. Okay. I still think that's how it works out. Okay. But there has been some more hubbub that maybe they ch- just say Gunner's handled shortstop well enough that we're not moving him and Jackson's going to have to move and it's a good problem to have. But th- those two will have positions. There's no you know debate about their roles in all of this. But like Austin Hayes, who's had a good season, obviously had a great night last night. You got to start having an open conversation. Like what is his spot? And even Santander, you got to have that conversation about it like where where are the spots it's a good problem to have to have this many baseball players yeah, they have 30 guys for 25 spots essentially and they still probably need to try to upgrade somehow a they probably need to try to add in one more arm would be good yep at least yep yeah um and honestly i think they could still even use one more like if they're moving on from frazier i think they could use one more player like him but a better version of him that's what i'm trying to say yeah right Utility, you know, guy. It's not Matteo. Yeah, I don't think. Well, though, they love his speed, mm-hmm. and they they want to have somebody on the team that they can just. By the, we could say whatever you want to say. There's a reason why he was the guy that was standing on first base. Sure. On, on Sunday, in the ninth inning, and they wanted to send him, and they got a run. 
and that's why they kept him on the roster all season. Of all Real of the quick. hits for the season that, like, if you want to – whatever you want to call this year. I, I don't even want to say that this year is improbable because I think that's unfair. They won 83 games last year, and I thought – I said they were going to win 89. They won, well, yeah, it was, say, it was embarrassing that, like, Vegas had them at it 70. It was a joke, it right. But of all of the things that sum up the year, that hit sums up the year. Sure, sure. Four inches inside the line yep, on a pitch that mostly no one's getting to yep, in the league. Yep. Great pitch would have been strike three. Knocks it down the line. It that that summed up the season. Uh, Jake Mintz from Fox Sports is going to join us in one second. We're going to talk to him. He just wrote about Grayson Rodriguez. Who? God, I'm, I'm, just, I'm done. I'm bored. You're out. You're, I'm just you're, Rodriguez. Too much hype. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're at with him. Uh, real quick, did you have you had a chance to watch? It just came out yesterday. Griffin told me about it, and it made no sense to me when he explained it to me. Did you watch I it? I watched it last night. It was amazing. I watched it. The Saint of Second Chances is on Netflix. It's about Mike Vec. And it's amazing. It's I, I couldn't recommend anything anymore. If it it's you know, it's a little bit about Bill Vec, but only a little bit about Bill Vec and, and sort of Mike telling about how his dad influenced him. But when you brought up Daryl Strawberry, I thought about like, you know, part of the story is when Daryl Strawberry was kicked out of baseball and you know, wandered out to St. Paul to be on that, you know, independent team right. that Mike Vec was running. It's it's unbelievable. Like, I didn't know the story of Mike Vec's family, his daughter. The dogs, Dude, the whole thing. I cannot recommend enough watching The Santa Second Chances. It's incredible, incredible available on Netflix Multi-sport right now. Multi-sport athlete. Who? Michael Vec. No, not. Nah. I didn't even catch made it. Made you laugh. I didn't even catch it when you said the dogs. I didn't even catch it. Made you laugh. I just, thank you for that. Dynam- dynamite tapping. They don't call him the best color analyst in baseball for nothing. <laughs> and there's a four-run homer by Castellanos, and it's eight to nothing. Uh, today's, Reds, show, Reds lead. today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. You hanging? Yeah, sure. All right. I mean, I've got nothing else to do. Joining us now, uh, I love this guy, part of uh, the Cespedes family barbecue and an MLB analyst for Fox Sports, he just wrote about Grayson Rodriguez. So I don't know if you heard. Looked really good on Saturday night. He is our buddy Jake Mintz, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Jake, it's Glenn. Drew Forrester's here with me. Thank you as always taking the time for us, man. Howdy. How we doing? Birdland, October. Bro. The energy is good. Woohoo! How we doing? We're doing it's we feel like we're on another planet. Right. We don't like we, we don't we don't know what to do. We really don't. It very much is Ricky Bobby with his hands. Like, they they don't. can't lose. No one can beat them and they can't lose. Even when they try to lose, they can't lose. It's amazing. <laughs> God, it's amazing. It's it's incredibly bizarre. Like I my inclination is just to believe that the Astros are always going to win every game they play right. because history has beat that in our heads. And so Last night, it was like, oh, good, uh, Brian O'Hearn, sure, whatever. Of course, of course. I mean, this is just and, – and Jack Flaherty coming out of the bullpen. Jack Flaherty, who two days ago we said there's no chance in hell that he's on the playoff roster. And then all of a sudden we're like, well, this guy might have something to offer. Like, like let's let's ease up on all that. Maybe this guy could help us. I expect it Trish is. Davis to come back and hit a two-run homer tomorrow night. <laughs> In Cleveland. I mean, back. he's still the highest paid player on the roster. Yeah, right, right. Might as well contribute. Um, what you're alluding to, because as fun as this all has been, and what you know, we're talking about Cedric Mullins the other night, and obviously Adam Frazier on Sunday, and as fun as all this is, 
I don't know that any of it is quite as meaningful as what we saw on Saturday because the teeth of this is that it feels like Grayson Rodriguez announced loudly in that one outing when everything was going the wrong way, when everything was slipping away from the Orioles and this had a danger of turning into, he was the definition of a stopper. And this guy that we've talked about as having ace type of stuff, that was the first time. For as good as he's been in some of these starts and to your, you know, your point of what you write about it and how he's looked different, that was the moment where we all stopped and said, oh, that guy can be an ace and the type of thing we haven't had in this city since Mike Messina. I don't know that anything that's occurred has been quite as meaningful as what we saw on Saturday night. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, it was shut down. It was legitimate. And every pitching prospect is worse than we think they will be, right? Like, that is just how it works. Expectations are very rarely reality. And Orioles fans know this better than anybody. You know, the previous decade was dotted with guys who never fulfilled their potential. And Grayson, in the first 10 starts of his career, before he got sent down to Norfolk, was in danger of becoming that. It smelled like, oh, well, here we go again. Now, it is important to remember that development is never linear. And for a guy like that, some of it was confidence, some of it was fastball command, some of it was bad luck. He was just giving up more home runs than anybody on the planet. Came back uh, in middle of July, and since then he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball. Now, his peripheral stats don't – he's more like very good than elite elite right now. He's gotten a little bit fortunate, which is, you know, a little karmic. But what he is is a potential front line guy that you feel very good about in the playoffs. And if he is not that right now, then he may be that in the future. It is a taste of something real. Is it too aggressive like for the Orioles to have had seen that start? He goes eight innings and then for them to turn around and say, by the way, remember how we've been uh, pitching on uh, six days and there's normally been a day off. It, instead, you're going to be going on normal rest now moving forward, even though you're drastically past your innings limit. Are, are you at all concerned about how they respond to it and they're going to turn around and throw him again tomorrow? Yeah, I think that's fine. He's a big boy. And I imagine that Grayson wants to take the leash off. Okay. He wants to ride. N- talking to Grayson and knowing Grayson, he's the type of dude, you know, it's oh, your traditional. No doubt. I'm from Texas. Give me the baseball. I'm throwing it hard and I'm throwing a bite. You know what I mean? And, and he's excited to no longer be babied is the wrong word, but I guess the word would probably be monitored. So that's something that he's excited about. And whether or not it works, like it, Grayson Rodriguez going past his innings limit will not be the reason that they win or lose a playoff series, in my opinion. Right? I, I think, yeah, maybe he tires a little bit over the last couple of weeks here, but maybe he doesn't. And he's better than the alternatives right now. I don't disagree with that. Although Cobb Bradish has been really freaking good this season, man, and I feel like at some he's point he's incredible. Yeah, yeah he's we... incredible. But I mean, you're you're basically saying, is it going to be Grayson or is it going to be Kyle Gibson, who I know has been reliable, right? But in a playoff series, you're much more oh, comfortable I, I, with yeah, Grayson. There's, there's no right world now. where Kyle Gibson. I don't know. Again, I think at the moment, like, are, are you in agreement that the four for a playoff rotation would be Grayson, Kramer, Bradish, and at this point, John Means, even if he's I limited? I would order it. I would order it Bradish. Yeah. Rodriguez means Kramer. Okay. Why walk me through that? Um, so I I think they see Bradish as the one. Yeah. And he's right earned that. He's earned that. Hundred percent. He's had the best year of ever. And he's earned that this year. And I Grayson, for as much as he's done, 
making him the first starter of a series is an added level of unnecessary pressure. And I think the team understands that. And because of that, I think Kyle will throw the first game. But I expect Rodriguez to throw the second game. And then it's, you're right, the candidates are uh, Jack Flaherty, no. Kyle Gibson, eh. uh, probably not. Kremer and Means. And I, I just don't see Means getting obliterated. And with as good as this offense is right now, throwing five innings and allowing four runs, is totally fine. Whereas I see a world in which, you know, Kyle Gibson gives up nine in two innings. And right. do you, do you yeah. put any stock at all in knowing pretty much knowing, I mean, it's not clinched yet, but knowing you're going to open at home, does that, does that make it easier to say we'd rather have Rodriguez pitch in game two than game three? Uh, in a weird way, I'd flip it if that was your motivation, because I feel better about means at home because of how much contact he gives up. Hmm. And the Baltimore in left field is probably more beneficial for him. Whereas Rodriguez with more swing and miss stuff, I think can pitch in a little league field and deal with it. But I don't think they'll overthink it that way. I think it'll be Rodriguez in game two. Again, I could be wrong. And a lot can change. They view means as just such a vital part of the whole Orioles experience. I think he's a guarantee to get a uh, postseason start unless he looks awful here in his last couple starts. Here's what's the most important question. The pitchers, if this is you and you're pitching game two, high socks or pants all the way down by your shoes? <laughs> oh, I'm a high socks guy. Are always you really? Always will be. Yeah. When I played in college, I was high socks, stirrups. Yeah. Gosh, you gotta have them down by your shoes. It makes you look tougher. <laughs> no, I'm not about looking. Look, listen. I was a Division three sidearm reliever. Toughness <laughs> is not exactly something I had in my repertoire. <laughs> you have any? You have any outs in you? Because I'd rather turn to you than Jorge Lopez at the moment. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'd rather go that yeah, route. That, that's a bummer, huh? Yeah, it's, that's a weird one. That stinks. Well, and we keep putting him out there, and he keeps got giving it, up somebody's runs. Somebody's got a pitch. But he keeps giving up runs, but then we keep hitting three run homers the next day. It does work out. <laughs> Jake Mintz is with us, of course. Fox Sports, Cespedes Family Barbecue. Um, Jake, I want to run a couple things by you broadly. One, can they do this? Like, and I, I bring it up in two layers, right? Is there enough pitching combined with can a team that's never been there before? get there the first time, and win the World Series. It just feels like it doesn't happen that way in baseball, that you have to go take your lumps, be scarred by it, and remember that when you go back. It just doesn't feel like any of these teams that build this way really break through the first time. Can they do this? I mean, the Phillies did it last year, kind of. I granted there were a lot more veterans on that team, but yeah. as a group, it was their first time getting to that level together all the way to the World Series. Um, yes, that is the concern. The lights are brighter, and the crowd is louder, and the games mean more, and the pressure matters, and sometimes inexperience makes guys pee their pants on the biggest stage, and that's just the reality of the sport and of life. Now, this team might be so irrational in in themselves so convicted in their ability that it might not matter. And we're not going to know. There's no way to predict that, right? The best way I guess to forecast that is how have they performed in the biggest games this year? Right. And they've, they've showed up when the time matters, right? That game on Sunday was as high leverage a moment as they've had. And they came through 
Um, but it's not enough sample size to have anything definitive. And honestly, the playoffs are not a big enough sample size for anything to be really definitive, right? It's just, what do we see in a short sample? Do I think they can do it? Uh, I have more belief uh, every single day yeah. as they beat good baseball teams. They took two, the first two in Houston, uh, one of them against Justin Verlander. Like, I'm not sure what and, else. And they were they all hung over. In the regular season. They, none of them could right. walk, and they still won that game. They're, they're two games behind the Braves. Like, right. and, and obviously I feel better about the Braves in October than I do the Orioles. And I, I think that, you know, like Michael Elias would probably say that if you gave him a truth serum. But I just have stopped disbelieving this group. It, it, it just let it happen. Now, do they have enough pitching? I'm more worried about the bullpen right yeah, now than I course. am about the starters. I think that the starters are perfectly sufficient. They're not elite and they're not bad, but the bullpen without Bautista is very shorthanded. Although, who knows? Maybe they won't be without Bautista, which is another bizarro world conversation that we're having at this point. Um, how do you define what Cedric Mullins means to this team? Because it can't, you can't have somebody in another city look at his numbers and say, that's a special player. That's a, one of the – but we all know, like, that from watching this team all season long, I, I joked about it the other day, but I am half convinced that, like, re- Cedric Mullins is now responsible for, like, 50% of my all-time favorite baseball memories because all the dude ever does is make the most ridiculous defensive plays you ever see and come up in the biggest situations and deliver. How do you possibly define his value to this team in this franchise? The play he made in the first game of the Rays series was stupid. It, it, and by the and way, the gap, you, hang on a second, though. You say that, and I don't know how you felt, Drew. I looked at my kids as that ball was off the bat and said, I think he's going to get that ball because I'm just so <laughs> used to it at this point. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, it's, he's wild, man. And, and like the thing about the team – and how it kind of zags from the perception of the Orioles that I think a lot of people have around baseball. They are the product of the tanking to an extent. And I'm sure you folks have talked about this a lot. Like Adley and Gunner are here because the Orioles were terrible, right? Gunner less so because he's a second round pick, but you know, they had the money to throw to him, whatever. Okay. And the development at the minor league level is very impressive. And it is why the Orioles will be good for the next five to 10 years. However, the outfield of Santander, Hayes and Mullins with the same outfield when they lost a thousand games in 2021, mm-hmm. right? The development at the big league level is a huge part of it. And nobody's development is more shocking than Cedric Mullins, right? He like Hayes was a relatively high pick and Santander was on some prospect lists, but Cedric Mullins was a 13th round. Nobody out of Campbell university Undersized. And he turned into a vital member of the best team in the American league. It's one of my favorite stories, man. Like, I, I, it's so funny because, like, how do you pick what your favorite story of this team is? Because, you know, Ryan O'Hearn is alive. Like, how do, you, how do you possibly pick what your favorite thing is? But I just don't know that there's anyone that I get as much joy from watching play. Acknowledging he's not Ken Griffey Jr. He's not, you know, I don't even know that we can say he's Adam Jones, right? Like, but there's just some, uh, there's something about watching Cedric Mullins play that just gives me an amount of joy in watching the game that I don't know that I don't get from every other player on this team. Yeah. And there's like a level of fulfillment and catharsis going on with him and with, uh, with Hayes. That's just so outstanding to follow as a longtime fan. All right. 
I'm going to present to you, we do a silly bit. It's called Would You Rather Wednesday, right? I'm going to present this to you and just see how you feel about it. Because the scenario that I gave everyone today that everybody's struggling with is... Uh, a base. Not going to talk about the woman no, politician. We're not no, we're not doing that in the bar. No, settle down. Theater. Settle down. Okay, Jake. Um, I'm giving you a baseball genie comes to you and says, "I can guarantee that the Orioles will make the World Series this year." I'm not going to guarantee you the result, but I guarantee you they will make the World Series this year. Or they're going to lose in the first round, but on this date, one year from now, they will have clinched the AL East. Jackson Holiday will be the runaway rookie of the year in the American League. Gunnar Henderson is a top three MVP candidate. All of Grayson Rodriguez, John Means, and Kyle Bradish are having all-star seasons. <sighs> Felix Batista is back, and everyone is healthy. And I win the lottery. Yeah, right. No, 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 no. I'm leaving it off there. I'm leaving it life. there. I'm leaving it there because I was going to throw in the every sign to player, but that would be too much. Which of those scenarios are you taking? This year. Uh, I take the first one. In right. the World Series. Right. Anybody would. I take the first one. Why? Because here's why. I mean, all those things you said might happen next year. They There's might happen no anyway, you're saying. That the Orioles, okay. like, they might just do this again, and they're as well set up to do it next year as anybody. And the future is the future. I could slip on a banana peel and exit this world on November 8th. And then, and like, and then who the hell cares if the Orioles are any now ask, him, now ask him about oh, the, the movie theater woman. Stop it over there. God, would you stop all right. it? Uh, Jake, what all can we plug for you, brother? What else? Uh, what do you got going on? I mean, listen to our podcast. I know if you're listening to this show, you like having stuff come into your ears. <laughs> um, and so that's what we do for a living over at Baseball Barcast. I don't, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. I'm not sure if we're allowed to use that. It's phrase. okay. It's 2023. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're right. fine. Right. You're fine. Uh, so, yeah, listen to our pod. We enjoy it. We enjoy doing it. We talk. If, if you want a little bit more than the Orioles, we do that. We talk about all 29 teams um, and very rarely the Red Sox. Yeah, that's the nice part. God, every time they put up the standings, I'm just like, wow. Wow, this is real. This is I love really how it's happening. just there at Fenway Park, right? Oh, they like have to every day. They have to revel in it every day. They have to stare at it and drink it in. Oh, go after yourselves. Uh, I have and- a picture. So the first World Series I really covered was Fenway in 2018, and I have a picture of myself next to the Baltimore like 53 games back sign. <laughs> <laughs> so this is me. Oh, God. 53 games back. Uh, at Jake underscore Mintz is how you follow him. Cespedes Family Barbecue. Uh, and for, we will link up his uh, story about Grayson Rodriguez on our Twitter account for Fox Sports. Always appreciate you, brother. Thanks for doing this. Let's Thank talk again folks. as we get for the playoffs. Thank all you right? for having me on. Always a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Jake Mintz, Fox Sports, with us here on GCR. Project Game Day returns this Sunday. It's brought to you by helpmygamblingproblem.org and Superbook Sports. Myself, the NFL chick Rita Hubbard, and a very special guest will be with you immediately following Ravens Colts. You will be able to flip over. Now when Lamar comes out, what do you guys do about autographs when he comes out this week? I don't think... that. Now that's a different show. We're talking oh. about Project Game Day this oh, week. Oh, oh, oh. We'll talk about that show in a minute. We're talking about Lamar coming out? Yeah, I don't think that's the way We're it's We're not saying that yet? I don't or? think we can announce that. I don't think How's we can... How's the Lamar meter doing, by the way? Bumped up to 24%. Bumped up to 24 Should after be 87. How to talk to him. Project Game Day. Go to pressboxonline.com slash game day if you want to find out more. We'll be on uh, YouTube as well on Sunday. So looking forward to being with you for Project Game Day this Sunday. I guess 
Is he squatting at this point? Like, do we have to start worried about? You can't uh, get me out. Like, what, what you're not. Have to I already do? know all the rules in the state of Maryland because yeah, I work at the rectory right. and I'm dealing with evictions That's all the I, time. Are we? What are you we? You can't gonna, get me out. How long? I could stay here for a year. Oh man! Without you being able to throw me out. You invited me, uh, and I can stay. Drew Forrester is here. I got to go anyway. Oh. Yeah, do you? You told me that. Go let Knox you told out. me that two segments ago. I got to go let Knox out. Now are you leaving? Or are you gonna? Yeah, I'm gonna at this point, why don't you just finish the show? We got one more segment to do. Because nothing's happening. We're gonna we're gonna get a tidbit. That'll oh. be fascinating. Oh, tidbit. And we'll find out. We'll get tubular, and then we'll wrap up the show by chatting with Jake Funk. Uh, Who? Jake, the Colts running back, Jake. Oh, Funk. I thought you were talking about a wrestler. No, the that's past, Terry, Terry Funk. Funk. He passed away He's a dead, couple weeks ago. I was going to say, like, so how play, you want to play around? You want to play a uh, dead or alive? Oh, now I'm better at that than I used to Fabulous be. Fabulous Moolah. Oh, 100% dead. There you go. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Can't get anything past She looked dead guy. when she was alive. Jesus. <laughs> Ronnie Wood. <laughs> Somehow, beyond all comprehension, Ron Wood is alive. That's Effective. Which is it's also a fact. Bizarre. <laughs> Healthy people are dying every day, and he's alive <laughs> still. Wood is very much with us. It's unreal. The uh, the tender age of seventy six. He's doing all right, and looks one hundred and seventy six. <laughs> I don't disagree with that, but he is very much with us. I, will I mean, cocaine and heroin both said to Ron Wood. <laughs> yeah, we're no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they both said, "We've had enough of you." <laughs> we're getting our ass kicked over here. <laughs> It looks bad in the streets. No, no doubt. We we can't. They have they it. both quit him. They said that's enough. You're never funny, but that, that, that was that, actually funny. They said that's it. I can't believe you did it. They said you were not this guy again. <laughs> Cocaine said it's Ron Wood calling again. No, change the number. <laughs> New phone. Who this? Tell him to call Smoothies. New phone. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I can't believe Drew's funny. Uh, I can't believe God. we reached that it's moment. It's the coffee. All right, tidbit so tubular. Royal Farms Black Mountain. I mean, go. Jamaican Mountain coffee. We're, we're fans, too. <laughs> uh, we'll come back in with all that. And uh, Jake Funk. Yes, from the Colts. That's, uh, that's on the way. I'm not, not talking to anybody with the Colts helmet on. Okay. I'm just not. All right. Well, I'm, I, you know what? He said he didn't want to talk to you either. So no, I don't good. want to talk to him because of the helmet. And that's good. He didn't want to talk to you. It all works out Let's fine. See what happened to Nick Chubb? Glenn Clark. What's up? Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an EasyPass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at DriveEZMD.com. We'll keep you moving. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita 
and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Ties Bowser show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Ties Bowser show. A partnership of Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, September 26th at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports. It's a Maryland thing. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Light Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland open. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. All right, back in here on GCR. Ravens worked out some running backs this week. Perhaps a reunion with Kenyon Drake could be in the cards. Also brought in Ronald Jones as well as former Jaguar James Robinson. I'm not sure that I... Like, more, more recently, former Jet, I think. He was, yes, yeah. also a former Jet. That is correct. But he had a pretty big season with the Jaguars once yes. upon a time. And he hasn't done anything since then. So Opportunity's not there. How hard do you think the Jets have tried over the years to... Sign a quarterback with his first name Benny. Benny the Jet. <laughs> just for the We got it. We have to figure out what the squatter thing Just is. for the it's a year. I need you to I, I told you it's you a year. To, I need you to call. You, I need you invited you to, me. 
But like, I need you to call other people that like. No, have you, been I've got no, all no, no, the no, details. No, no, no. We'll come right back to you. I promise. I, I got, what I'm I, saying is I'm like, I need you gum. to find out if there are other people that have been in this situation and what they've done. <laughs> Just for the headlines. To try to like, are we allowed to, hey, to run kids. in like gases into the to try to smoke them out? Hey, like, what's kids. what what? Are together, I mean, it's fall. I'm drinking. So. Just for yeah. the headlines, Anthony Richardson. You know, Benny. It would be. You just know, right? Benny and the Jets. It would be, yeah, that would be good. God, I remember. Are there any I remember Chris Berman Benny? when Benny Ogbayana played for the Mets. I remember Chris Berman would just lit Benny in the Mets. Yes, every. The, oh God, he didn't run that into the ground, did he? No, not at all. Yeah, not Chris Berman. He would never so. do that. Not, not whatsoever. Didn't say it. I remember. Five times I remember him coming highlight. to the table once at the Super Bowl, and I, and uh, this, we could do four hours on mm-hmm. Super Bowl, right? I found him to be one of the most off-putting, cold, um, oh. obstinate. I had a. I I found Chris this Berman to be I, like I almost, have... almost. Um, I don't even know what the word is. He, he he just wanted to say, Chris, do me a favor. Yeah, we're good. Like, let's wrap this up here mm-hmm. real quick. I I have reverence for Chris Berman's place and everything. Of course, that we do. he's the grandfather of right. what we do. And at the same time, or did. anyway, you still do it. I'm a part time. I think I think I qualify as a part timer at this point. But he was such a prick when I, he sat down. I would say one. I also respect the fact that he was the one that called twenty one thirty one, and somehow he managed to shut up and no just Andy Rooney let the let the moment right. breathe right. in all in that, which is remarkable when right. you look back on it. But I also had uh, the Arizona Super Bowl. I uh, I had a little. I wonder if that was I, the one where we I had a. Maybe that was the one where been. he came by the. But I was not. I was not working. I was working in Arizona at the time. Yeah, but, but I hung out with you guys that yeah, week yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, and uh, Barry and I were out one night, and we had a, we had a. I don't want to say anything about it, but it was a. Okay. Th- there was guys, there was a. Did you guys do Steel's wallet or something? Yeah, no, there was a clear ego. Oh yeah, he's yeah. There was a. He wanted to make sure we knew who exactly. I would, who I would, he was. yeah, like we don't know. Like, right. what's your name? Who and I think he even I've started seen like you before. I, I'm sure because Barry's kind of awkward. Like our my friend Barry, who was the previous the, the old radio station that doesn't exist anymore, the owner's son. But I grew up with and went to high school with, and so Barry and I were hanging out, and Barry Barry had a little awkwardness in him. Like he could come off sometimes, like in a, in a certain way. But I think he went over to try to talk to him, and it got uncomfortable quite quick quickly like quite quickly it turned uncomfortable and i was like dude what is going on here like what is your deal like you got yeah, i mean we ran a, we, we ran into some down we ran it. into some goofs and, uh-huh. and, and and some pleasant people too i mean like lifelong friends we ran into some strange cats in that thing man what was mm-hmm. it what was the guy asked uh our former boss about his finger jay uh oh no that was oh jay moore jay moore jay moore what was, your finger jay moore was over the top yeah he wouldn't leave it alone would he? maurice jones drew maurice jones drew could not do can i see your finger yeah maurice jones drew was you obsessed, do your finger? Was obsessed like, with it like he's never seen someone with a yeah, missing right. digit or do something. you think that we were actually friends with caliendo or that that was all a ruse for him i think whatever whatever he, how do how do i say this the right way what whatever he was, whatever was going on in his life that morning yeah. when he first showed up at five fifty. Yeah, like where are you guys from? Like Baltimore? Can I sit in with you? Yeah, up. Uh, sure. Okay. I mean, we don't have anybody lined up for six o'clock. Yeah, so right. sure. And he just sat down and 
did an hour with us, talked about his family, his wife driving him crazy. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I got to roll. We're like, okay, see you later. And he came back at like 9.30. He's like, 100%. can I hop in with you guys again? We were like his magoobies. Like right. We were his, right, right. I'm going to work on my material here. And he would alternately do, he would, he would do things like this. He would go. I remember he would say something like, you got you guys are pretty funny. Yeah. And we would be like, oh, thanks. He'd be go. He would then he would say, actually, you're not. Right. <laughs> I, I, I was just kind of saying that. And like we would text and we'd be cool. And then it was a weird. And then I would also feel in moments like we it was put upon him. Like I, I always felt like there was a TV camera somewhere right, waiting for them yeah. to go. You're going to tell those guys real quick that, right, that like, the joke's on them? It Where always, is he now, by the way? What's he do? I don't know what Frank's doing these He's days. still doing it. He was playing competitive ping pong for a little while. Was he while. really? Dude, there would be times where he would show up and he'd be sweating. Some of the, some of his, is it the bush that he does that's really good? Like he, yeah, oh, some, some of those are excellent. Oh, my know, gosh. Barkley. Yeah. Oh, he's Barkley's really oh. good, no doubt. Um, but anyway, there were lots of, there were, there were people that were pleasant to have hanging around and then... I remember when Heinz Ward came around, I'm like, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. And yeah. when he left, I'm like, yeah, you're actually was, a pretty good guy. He was a nice guy. Obviously. Yeah, right. He was a nice guy. Give me guy. some Sharpies. No, get the F out of here. No. And then oh. uh, Jennifer Garner showed up. I said, you are, you know, everybody always said you were pretty. And you are pretty. And she was like, oh, thank you. Chelsea Handler. I, I gave her my number. Chelsea Handler invited me out. She was uh, like, was that? but I definitely thought that was like a she's all that situation. Oh. Where like, uh, you know, I thought that it was. My all time best was when I didn't know who the guy was from um, American Idol. Oh, Philip Phillips. Yeah. Drew's like, what is this guy? I'm like, you would like him. This is I said, way more got, you We were going on, me. and at 15 seconds, I said, dude, I got to be honest with you. I don't Never know who you are. He goes, yeah, right. yeah, sure. I'm like, I swear to God. Yeah, all right. Philip Phillips. He didn't really rise. Like, his. His rise was like he from and Taylor, a uh, summer. And he then, and, uh, no, he had a much higher rise than Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks. Philip Phillips had hit songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Philip Phillips had, yeah, a, a good run. Um, my well, the big one. My though, number one Super Bowl highlight is paying next to Tim Tebow. Now you, you, still, you talk about that every day. Hey, Drew, did you, did you and Glenn go get yeah, the right. fish last Tell night? I'm looking over and I'm like, yeah. who? Yeah. <laughs> What yep. universe am I on when Tim Tebow asked me I, if I went to I, get the fish? I talk about this. Were, did, did you, were you there when Aaron Paul and Kid Cudi came over? No. Okay. So Aaron Paul and Kid Cudi, at the, at the throes of Breaking Bad, Aaron Paul and Kid Cudi, they're promoting some bad movie. And they come over and sit down with us, and I have Aaron Paul call Ryan Shell a bitch. And, like, you know, it's the highlight of Ryan Shell. Right, sure, life. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, Other than Alex Morgan calling that. Yeah, right. Later that day, they're still walking around, and Aaron Paul comes up to me like, Dude, I hate doing these. I had fun with you. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Wow. That's yeah. thank you. Like I really appreciate it. And he says, What are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, hello. I I don't know. Right. He's like, We're hanging out at this bar. I'm a nerdy white guy. If you want to come by. Me, what do you want me there for? And I'm like, and again, it's like am I being pranked? Like, what is going you on? He said, No, I'm gonna go see the lone bellow. Yeah, well, we did, actually, right. and it was wonderful. But no, I, I showed up, I like walked in, like, they're not gonna be here. This is a bit. There's Aaron Paul and Kid Cudi just sitting at this rooftop bar, like the two of you them. You didn't go to that uh, party with the, for the basketball player? The party for the basketball you remember? player? Remember? Oh, Which my one God. was that? I don't remember that. What that was, was in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, yeah. And the basketball a... player from Orlando. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was that? He went to Georgia Matt Tech. Lucas, Matt, that no. His? Wasn't it Har- Harpering? Har- was Matt Harpering? All right, Matt Harpering. And uh, <clears throat> the. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My former boss uh-huh. decided. I remember, I remember it well. He would go. Yep. Without an invitation. Remember, remember it well. <laughs> All right. Dude, they, they want me there. Yeah, dude, they definitely want me there. I just didn't get the invite, yeah. but I'm going to go. No, of course he was. Of course he was going to go. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit uh, brought to you by, well, Griffin, why don't you tell everybody about what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel? Uh, I oh, tell I'm you. going to the fights. 
Right, uh, Shogun, yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't that's miss gonna it. Be a, that's going to be yeah. Drew's it's all the, in. It's He's the pre- night of the Orioles. Orioles are playing at home that night, maybe. And also and the, the Billy Joel concert. Billy Joel, Stephen. I'm going to the play fights. The Orioles game at noon. Everybody oh, they are. Make, that's what they're going to do. Okay, they'll, they'll handle that. Won't be at noon, but it'll be at, at one. At whatever. 105. It'll be. Yeah, they'll play it. They'll make it because it's a weekend that's going to be multiple baseball games. So there'll be another game they can play. The, at night. the Ravens, the Ravens don't play at home the next day. No. Wouldn't they just move the show to the next day, or is that too much of a pain in the ass? And you're presupposing that the yeah, I don't two know. artists... Yeah, I don't know. Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks have another show that next night. I couldn't tell you. I doubt it. I doubt they go back-to-back. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. What's Over going? at Sorry. Live Casino Hotel Maryland is the R-Bar. You can beat the heat and get ready to rock at the R-Bar at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, located right in the center of the casino floor. The R-Bar features live music on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, and a seasonal rotation of yard drinks, yard drinks including a vodka Red Bull slush and a frozen Mount Gay rum runner. You can try all the different combinations at the R-Bar at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, it's not just that they're not playing the next night. This is the weirdest tour in the, the history. Of- it's the only show they're doing for a month. They're, they're playing on September 23rd in Foxborough. Right. October 7th in Baltimore. October, and again, not again until November 10th in Minneapolis. Right. It, it's bizarro world. I don't right. know what any of this so they is. Couldn't so, move, so they couldn't move the, foot, the concert to Sunday. I, I'm not Presumably. suggesting they will. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I think my understanding... Or Friday, from, although the Orioles will probably play Friday My understanding too. from talking to people One is o'clock. that this is not really In, a concern. That they... That, they, it needs to be dealt with whenever it comes up, but they believe. Well, we've that had some issues before with understood baseball and football at the same time. There is reason to believe that it will be taken. I just I cannot believe that it was put into that this. It's conversation for another day. It's twelve twenty. Here's one, one thing. So I got to talk to Jake Funk. Oh, is it twelve twenty now? It's twelve twenty. Oh, we I got to go. go. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the tee. Tidbit. Right, we talk about how. Uh, I see you. <laughs> Talk about how good the uh, the AFC was. Well, guess what? I think the NFC is better for the first time in NFL history. Seven teams they get to play each other. Seven the, teams. They get started. to play the NFC. They have a huge benefit. Seven teams have started two and zero. Oh. The entire NFC South, the greatest division of football history, the NFC South. Uh, this one comes from Andrew Siciliano. Uh, the penalty NFL Research's penalty database goes back to 1991, uh, and the last time a quarterback was flagged for two personal fouls in one game, so Deshaun Watson on Monday night. Uh, was week three of 2020 when Josh Allen was flagged twice for two personal Okay. Yeah. That doesn't actually sound – it's not that long ago, one and two. Well, it was the only other time. All right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and as we talked about, Nick Shubba uh, did get hurt Monday night, uh, but he is one of the best, you know, really just pure, I guess, running backs that we've seen in a while. Sure. Uh, they kept putting up the stat of, you know, he is top three all time in yards per carry uh, with a minimum of 500 rushes, but that was just because ESPN wanted to put Bo Jackson on the graphic for some reason. So uh, how about minimum of 1,000 rushes? Can you name the five running backs? Well, I guess since I gave you one, the four other running backs that have averaged five yards per carry with a minimum of 1,000 rush attempts. Five yards per carry, 1,000 rush attempts. Yes. Nick Chubb is at 1,200 for... That's pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is second, 5.3 Because this has got to hit, like, so Barry Sanders, I'm going to guess. Barry Sanders is at 5.0, and he is fifth on the list. It's the sweet spot. He he got out before he could have a... Mm-hmm. Well, he was, I mean, he had 3,000 carries, Barry Sanders did, actually. I know, but he didn't, like, get oh, part yeah, yeah. of his Wherever career where it was... T- like, so I, I'm going to guess that Adrian Peterson's not on the list because of that. That is correct. Adrian Peterson is... He is at 4.6. That's And again, if he had not... 
tried to drag it out at the end, I'm going to assume that he would have been he able to make He only had 200 more carries than Barry Sanders, though. Well, Barry Sanders was used more. Yeah. It, during like Adrian Peterson played when, when passing became more prominent, but the age thing is the difference. Barry Sanders retired at a young age, so when he was running, like Adrian Peterson he was, was still so elevated in age. His, he was still in his prime. Oh, yeah. Barry Sanders was vastly yeah. still in his prime when he stepped away from football. Um, I believe Jim Brown. Jim Brown is top three on this list. Okay. 5.2 yards per carry. Let's say Emmett Smith. Although not, he, yeah, he also stuck around for a while. Yeah, not Emmett Smith. Hey, um, where is Emmett Smith? How about how about uh, Walter Payton? Walter Payton is not in the top five. Boy, I might not do well here. Mm. The so the other the two that you're missing yeah. are uh, one is active. One and is one is played as recently as ten years ago. Okay, I so I, I was going to go the other way. Uh, all right, active, active. So Jonathan Taylor, not Jonathan Taylor. So Emmett Smith had four point two. Derrick Henry, uh, not Derrick Henry. Yeah, he has a lot of middle, yeah, of the, yeah running in between. Four point seven yards per carry for Derrick Henry. He's like tenth. Active. This guy just beat the threshold. He's at like a thousand forty. Hmm. 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 Saquon. Not Saquon. Dalvin. Not Dalvin. Boy, I might not get. This. Funny enough, he was inactive on this past Sunday. Oh, Aaron. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, five point one yards oh, per that carry. Is stunning. Yeah. That is stunning. All right, and somebody who's active in the last 10 years. Number one, 5.4 yards per carry. Chris Johnson. Not Chris Johnson. I don't even know if that's 10 years at this point. It's hard to figure out 10 years anymore. Uh, b- 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 how about... How about Steven Jackson? Not Steven Jackson. I feel Jamal like Charles. Jamal Charles. Really? Is who it is. Yeah, he actually uh, he, he actually played in 2018. He had, Oh, wow. He I didn't realize he was still playing in 2018. He got six carries with the Jaguars. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, yeah, Jamal Charles, number one, 5.4. You'll need that on the grid someday yeah. soon. Yeah. You'll need that. That's remarkable. All right, very good. Tubular is brought to you today by the Baltimore County Police Department. They've got a big hiring event coming up at the Public Safety Building. You're going to want to, even if you're not sure that you want to think about a career with the Baltimore County Police Department, you should show up this day. And the reason why you should is because you can just get questions answered. October 28th. Public Safety Building, 700 East Chopper Road in Towson. You can do the written test, the agility test, go through the entire application process, or just talk to members of the specialized units and find out, like, hey, I don't know if being a patrol officer, like, a, I don't know if that's the thing for me. Find out what they do. Have a conversation. And even if you're not thinking about being a police officer, it's a great opportunity for folks in the community to get to know the Baltimore County Police. Uh, they'll also be hosting a trunk or treat that afternoon. So you can bring your kids, get some candy, let them interact with the police. It's a really good opportunity for the community to gather. Saturday, October 28th, Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. Find out more by contacting them, 410-887-4584 or 410-887-5521. Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. Orioles, actually this afternoon, not tonight. Orioles wrap up their series with the Astros. Kyle Bradish faces 
Christian Javier, 2 o'clock on Masson. And in the rest of the country, you can watch it on ESPN+. WNBA playoffs continue tonight with a, uh, a winner-take-all game three between the Connecticut Sun and Minnesota Lynx at 8 o'clock on ESPN. The Mystics were eliminated last night. Uh, baseball throughout the day, Masson 2, White Sox Nationals at 1, MLB Network, Phillies Braves, noon. You know what? It's baseball. You, you find it all at glennclarkradio.com. D.C. United takes on Atlanta United tonight at 730 on Apple TV. TBS for AW Dynamite at 8. Anything non-sports-wise? It is the season 13 finale of MasterChef Ooh. on Fox. I am not caught up, though. So All right, I won't say yeah. anything. Uh, they're just doing a season two of The Murdoch Murders on, a- on Netflix. Really? Yeah. What more could there be? I don't know. I don't I'll, know. I'll watch. I'll tell you that. It's, oh, uh, he did just do, but Buster, the one that we think killed his friend, because remember that was the oh. story is they, they, they think he was gay, and the, he killed the guy because they didn't want anybody to know he was gay. I saw he just did like an interview recently, so uh, well, then I guess maybe there uh, is more there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the uh, season three of the D'Amelio show. I believe it's Murdoch, isn't it? Isn't that oh, how is they that, pronounce is that right? Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. all weird because like the guy's name is clearly Alex, but he says it like Alec. It's like Alec Murdoch. <laughs> like however the name is spelled, it's he wants nothing to be, like he wants to be like you know British. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Season three of the D'Amelio show on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. you can't mix that. That's your girl, right? Yeah, right. Did you ever get a response back? No. Ridiculous. What are you doing? Season twelve. Of you could have been part of the D'Amelio show. Yeah, I know. You could have been opportunity in the, with old old Dixie chick. Yep. Old, you know, you yeah. could have been in there. The way you're dismissive of this is so dumb. Right. The way you're like, oh yeah, sure, huh? Roll it out there. You you know why I know that you can't is because you didn't try. That's how I know. Otherwise, yeah. you might just find out. Maybe it's, that's the day where she's like, you know what? I'm gonna give this guy a chance. See what I feel about it. And then you could be living the high life. Leave this could, all in the past. This you wouldn't have to deal with any of this. You, you could make your dumb. You, again, yeah. you could make terrible pats on the ass lists wherever you want. You could take your start your own empire. Say you can be my producer. You could totally reverse court, but you're not going to try. Ridiculous. Go yeah. ahead. Um, season twelve of uh, American Horror Story on FX. As FX seems to be the only yeah, network that's like still pumping out shows. Well, presumably it was filmed. Before but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Um, but I guess it, they just, I guess, don't care that they're that they're actors or whatever. Can't but that's and, and that's the issue is that like even stuff that was filmed beforehand, like that was what a lot of people talked about. Winning Time, which was officially canceled, which sucks so much. God, the best show on television. Of course, it was canceled. But the, one of the biggest problems was they couldn't have any of the stars. They couldn't send Adrian Brody out to do the rounds and promote the show, and it hurt. Um, and so all these other networks, even stuff that they had already filmed, they're, they're like holding we, it. What do we do here? Yeah. That's why ABC is just going to run Monday Night Football for the rest of the season. Like every and game is going to be simulcast. Just, they're like we're re-airing Yellowstone from episode one. And you know what? It's, like yeah. I get it. There is still a percentage of people that in the country that probably did not know because they didn't know where Yellowstone could be found. So it, it honestly, it makes sense. And yeah, well, so I asked my friend, my who, my my writer friend, yeah. and he was like, "Well, I'm not sure if Steve Sharipa is even supposed to be talking about stuff that he's been in." Like when we were talking to him about the oh, well, we didn't. He didn't like promote an right. upcoming project, right? Well, well, apparently, got they're not people aren't supposed to talk about if they're still in SAG or whatever. But I thought it was they weren't supposed to promote it. I didn't right. think it was that they couldn't talk about it. I don't think they could. Well, I don't but think talk he's about su- past. But what I'm saying is, I don't think he could say watch the Sopranos on Max. Oh, okay. I okay. think he's allowed to like answer. Now again, I'm not mm-hmm. you know, but I. Talking to you know, I talk to Josh most days. Like I think you're allowed to talk about it, just not promote it. Okay. So okay, so he can talk about his former roles. Right. Just can't say you can watch The Sopranos on Max. I don't think he's allowed, even if it's not a new show. I don't think he's allowed to promote, you know, anything. Nor would he, obviously. 
That's weird. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Very weird bit. That, that's it. All right, very good. Longest show we've ever done today. Boy, we set a new record for that regularly. Thanks today to True. Oh, by the way, I need to remind everybody that you can use the code GlennClark23. That's GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. When you sign up at Superbook, download the Superbook app, you will get up to $250 in a first bet match, win or lose, on the same day. GlennClark23 is the code. Go there today. Seven and a half is the number for Ravens Colts on Sunday. So if you are feeling super confident in the Ravens, like they're going to go crush the Colts, then get your bets in appropriately with Superbook.com. Use that code, GlennClark23. All right. Uh, thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks to Jake Mintz from Fox Sports. Thanks to Bob Nightingale from USA Today and to Jake Funk. We had a big Jake day. Yeah. We couldn't get Jake from State Farm today? No. No, I, I guess I, I should have reached out. <laughs> Shad Bateman called me Jake from State Farm last week. It wasn't on air. We were joking about how they all looked fresh, and I was like, and I'm wearing my finest khaki shorts. <laughs> and he was like, yo, Jake from State Farm. That's, good. That's big for you. Eh? I, was, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, big Jake day. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the – Oh, my God, it's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Picks with Ken's Alice. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Stuff Tomorrow is a day, and we'll do a show. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including – Live Casino and a Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, the Baltimore County Police Department, Dorchester County, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook, Baltimore Orioles, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Yes, we wrap up today's show. Jake Funk, Colts running back, Damascus' own former Terp, right here on GCR. We'll join now here on GCR by a man who I remember calling a football game that he played at M&T Bank Stadium once upon a time where he scored seven touchdowns. I hope that's not what he's going to be doing on Sunday, but it's going to be cool to have him back. He is, of course, the pride of Damascus. He a Terp. And now with the Indianapolis Colts, Jake Funk back with us here on GCR. Jake, it's Glenn. It's so great to chat with you as always, brother. Thank you for taking the time for us. Thank you for having me, Glenn. I really appreciate it. Hey, dude. Uh, being back at uh, M&T Bank Stadium, like, you know, you played a couple games there in your life. I got to imagine it's going to bring back a couple of feelings being there on Sunday, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, M&T Bank was obviously a place where I have a lot of memories. Um, from high school to even coming back and playing there in 2021 when I was with the Rams. Yeah. So a lot of history there and, uh, you know, a lot of fun times that I've had in that stadium. Um, I, I know that, you know, you've been doing this now for a minute. Um, I realized that you've already, like, unlike a lot of guys who will play for 20 years and never win a ring, you've already got a ring. But I wonder if, like, being a guy that's had to bounce around a little bit, like, if there's an appreciation that you have for – getting to continue this and and having another team say, no, we want you here. We want you to be a part of what you're doing. That that you already, even at such a young age, that you can have a greater like 10,000-foot view of what it means to you to be able to keep living out this journey and living out this dream of playing in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, obviously the last couple years have been a little different for me, obviously having to bounce around a little bit. But it definitely does give you a greater appreciation for the game and you know, the, the business side of the NFL, honestly, um, you know, it's 
stands for not for long for a reason. Um, and I'm, you know, super thankful that I've been, you know, given another chance with the Colts and that they want me here and, have, you know, given me the opportunity to go out there and continue to do what I love. You, of course, like show up at the Colts at a time where, you know, everything like, you're missing Evan and of course you're missing Jonathan. And I don't know, you guys look really good <laughs> last week, right? Like that was really impressive. What did you learn about this team and what it is that this team is capable of when you know that around the NFL there are plenty of people that have been writing you guys off? I mean, yeah, we, we've we've known that people have written us off for a while. But, I mean, honestly, in, inside the building, we know that we're a team that can come in and compete. Um, you know, we believe in our quarterback. We believe in our team. We believe in our defense. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we just continue to preach every single day is that you just got to come in and go to work. Um, and it really, in the NFL – it's it's hard to win games in this league, and it's something that um, you know we take pride in every single week, trying to just be one and zero that week, and uh, you know we'll see where the chips fall at the end of the season. No doubt about it. He is Jake Funk. He is with us here on GCR. We're getting ready for Colts Ravens on Sunday. Um, Jake, for you, like th- this this path, everything everybody knows your story, all the injuries that you went through, and and getting the chance to get drafted, and and you know I, I feel like. Your story to me is one of my favorites in all of football. And and I wonder as you, like, and I reflect is the wrong word because you're still so young in this career, but I wonder if you have started to get a feel for, like, how you've been able to overcome the odds. Like, why has it been different for you than it has been for so many players, as you bring up, that haven't been able to get there and make it stick? What it is about yourself, your upbringing, anything like that? I, I think it's uh, from what I learned in college going through injuries and, you know, not exactly playing as much as I wanted to um, early on and, you know, even towards the middle of the career. Um, you know, I've, I've learned to be how to handle, um, in my opinion, adversity within this game um, when it comes to um, just like confidence and not, not letting anything kill your confidence. And just continuing to be in this neutral mindset of just coming in every day and trying to get better every single day. And really, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it, where I've just kind of developed this, like, neutral mindset, hmm. I guess you could say, where you just come in, you work every single day, and you don't worry about all the external things that could possibly happen. And all you, you really worry about is how can I internally um, get better every single day. How much do you feel like you have the like? Obviously, we know what you're capable of as a football player, but that those things that you're talking about, I feel like, can also impact a team, just because like you're able to to have clarity and spread it. Do you find yourself? I don't want to try to suggest that you're like a mental health coach or something like that for that group of guys, but do you find yourself like trying to share that message and try to help keep your the rest of your guys as neutral as you are? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's there's ups and downs in this in this league, and I mean, it, if I could be a guy that can, you know, share my story and what I've been through in the NFL, what I've been through with injuries, you know, hopefully it can just, you know, help somebody just a little bit to be able to get them through, whether that's injuries, getting cut, having to move around to different cities. If there's any little insight that I could, you know, provide, I I'd love to do that. Um, he is Jake Funk. He's with us here on GCR as we're getting ready for Ravens-Colts. You mentioned your quarterbacks, and obviously they both played on Sunday, and we'll see how this week goes. But I think there's a lot of excitement uh, surrounding Anthony Richardson, and it's you know kind of ironic, right, because 
here it's Lamar Jackson on the other side on Sunday. And I know there's been a lot of comparisons over the years, but what have you gotten to know about him early on and, and what makes him special and why he has the ability to become, you know, a really dynamic player in this league? I think, uh, one, I mean, he's got some God-given ability that you can't coach. Um, he is a special talent. Um, and then also as a, as a person, I mean, he's a grinder. He came in immediately and started to just dive into the playbook and try to learn everything as fast as he possibly can. You go, as you, you know, we've advanced into the regular season, you can kind of see that his preparation is top notch. He is uh, in the facility day in and day out, just learning, trying to get better, and trying to take everything in. Um, and then, I mean, just from a leadership standpoint, too, I mean, we voted him a team captain as a rookie. Wow. So, I mean, he's, uh, he's a guy that a lot of people in this building have a lot of respect for right away. And, you know, just, for, just by his day-to-day preparation, his day-to-day work ethic, um, and I think he, he's going to be – somebody who's going to be very special in this league is there you know is there something dangerous about a team we referenced earlier that you guys are aware of you know the outside perception of what's going on there but is there something dangerous like you know here in baltimore everybody's very high about you know going on the road and beating the bengals and you know the super bowl like let's talk about those things is there something dangerous about a team that that maybe doesn't face those burdens that you say look people don't expect it we know how good we are we know that we're capable of going in and competing with everyone all season long. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's kind of that under the radar team that, you know, if you come in and, you know, you, you look at us like that, you're in jeopardy of getting beat by a team that, you know, is perceived to be less than you. And I mean, I think there is something to that, but at the end of the day, I mean, we, we just have to come in and do what we've done since the day we came back for train camp is just come in and work. And really, I mean, just, continue to build every single week on the team that we want to be. All right, so you got to get the first taste of it. Like We go back to the pandemic season, and there were a couple of good wins, and it was such a weird year, And but you could start to see something was coming. How, how much did you know then, like what was happening with Mike Loxley and this program and the direction they were going in, and, and how comfortable, how good do you feel about the opportunity that's in front of the program right now? Oh, I mean, back, back in 2020, you know, you definitely saw a shift in, I would say, the culture of the whole entire organization. Um, and I think that year we, we really started to, like, capitalize on that shift in culture. And I think Locks and all the guys at the University of Maryland have done an amazing job just building off of every single year. And, you know, it's, it's getting to a point now where they are playing at a level where they are not looked at as a, you know, a mid to bottom tier mm-hmm. program. They're looked at as a top tier Big Ten program that every single week, like, it's going to be a dogfight with them. And, um, and I'm just so excited to be able to like, you know, see that come to life um, and just being able to watch that from afar and knowing that those guys have, have it. They have the culture, they have the talent. Um, and I, I'm super excited to see what they do this season. Jake, I acknowledge, I don't know how much you've been able to watch like specific games so far, but I, the, the thing that I feel like I keep trying to figure out is what does it take to go from, you know, to your point, not a doormat, not the team that everybody can just mark down as an automatic win to, 
closing the gap. Like we saw a year ago, they were so close against Michigan. They were so close against Ohio State. Like what is the biggest difference to you? I, right now it would be nice to not fall behind 14 nothing to start a game. Like maybe we could start with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hasn't been great. But what's the biggest difference to going from team that's close to competitive to being a team that can genuinely beat those types of teams and be a threat in the Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's two things. I mean, I think you have to start games fast. Um, I think you have to come out of the blocks and be able to put up points and and be able to stop them defensively. But I also think there's a component of it when you get into that fourth quarter and everybody's tired, you have to find a way to finish games. And, you know, when you get into Big Ten play, all those games are going to be close. Everybody in the Big Ten is very, very good and – you know, the teams that, you know, win 9, 10, 11 games in the Big Ten, they, they find ways to finish games in the fourth quarter. And I, I think that is the next step mm-hmm. for them is, you know, figuring out how to find ways to finish. And the last two games, you know, they've been able to do that. They've gone down 14 nothing and have climbed back and finished games in the fourth quarter, which is something that I, I think is very valuable when you start moving into Big Ten play. It's funny because like I feel like it's nice that we're at a place where we're almost dismissive of a win over, over Virginia, right? Like the, Everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. they beat Virginia, but you know what are they going to do when they play the real teams? Like, you know, we're not that far removed from like beating Virginia would be a, an accomplishment. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, would be, yeah. it would be worth pr- uh, singing about at that point. So uh, it is. It's a statement already in and of itself and a real opportunity in front of them to try to get to you know, as much as 5-0 and oh and make things really interesting. Uh, as they move into conference play. Uh, you know, I, a couple weeks ago, I had the opportunity to catch up with uh, Brian Brzee um, as he was getting ready for the start of his season. I don't know if you've gotten to know Brian at all, but to see, like, the Damascus NFL family grow, what does that mean to you? I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I, I, I know Brian personally. I know him very well. And, you know, I'm just – I was so excited and so happy for him when he got drafted and, you know, him going to the Saints. I was there for three weeks, so I, I'm – know that building he's in a good place with good people um and and i was really you know i'm just excited to you know have another damascus guy in the nfl with me it's, it's really cool we play the saints here in october i believe oh man and, you know just, just just being able to see him and you know the and watch his success and watch his career grow it's it's gonna be great he's a very special talent obviously oh, yeah. and you know i'm just super excited to see how his career unfolds be a pretty cool jersey swap to do after that game. Like if everything oh, yeah, works out sure. the right way, for that'd sure. be a really cool one to do. By the way, is there one that you have so far? Is there what like you know you're you're a few years into this at this point? Do you have you done a jersey swap that's been really cool to you, or do you have something that one of your teammates or somebody signed for you yeah. that's like yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've I've done just a few jersey swaps with guys that I uh, played with in L.A. when we won the Super Bowl my rookie year. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, which, which is cool. Just guys that you know you, you spend a lot of time with, have a lot of good memories with. So I have a few jerseys there, and then obviously, you know, going through the year, you know, I'm sure I'll acquire some more. Oh man, that was a pretty good, decent group to be around. Obviously, you know, <laughs> there yeah. were some, yeah, was, there were some was, pretty okay. It was, a, it was an amazing year. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Hey, what did you know about Odell? Right, like you're gonna, I assume you're gonna see him on Sunday. I don't know if you got the like really spend time talking to him and getting to know him during the course of that year. Yeah. But what did you know about him? And, and when you found out he was going to Baltimore, what did you, what did you think about that in that moment? I, uh, I personally, I love Odell. I mean, he was, uh, he was a guy that came in to the Rams my rookie year. 
and was a guy that was just loved by his teammates immediately. He's a great human being. He's a great teammate um, and just an, uh, obviously an amazing football player. And, you know, when I heard that he was going to the Ravens, you know, I couldn't be more happy for him. You know, I, I, all I thought about was Lamar Jackson to OBJ. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's a special combination right there. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's very cool to see him playing for the, uh, for, you know, obviously our hometown team. That's cool. That's really cool that, that it's something that still yeah. resonates with you, man. That's really, really cool. All right. So is it still a big deal? Like, are, are there still going to be, can we expect there to be like 100, 200 funk family and friends on Sunday? Or are they like kind of over it at this point? Like, we've, you know, we've seen you play a lot. We can catch this one on TV if we have to. I, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people yeah. there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, you know, at any time I'm, you know, people can, are able to come see me play in person. People that have, you know, been such an instrumental part of my life um, to be able to just see me live out my dreams. You know, I, I feel like people aren't going to miss that for the world. So I, I'm sure I'm going to have plenty of people at the game cheering me on. That's awesome, man. Uh, at Jake Funk 34 on uh, Twitter. What about Jake? It's the same thing on Instagram, correct? Yes, same give, thing. Give him a follow on those spots. Dude, I told you a million times, but, um, you know, I, I still think about that night uh, and you running for all those touchdowns. I know there were a lot of uh, Dundalk folks in my life that weren't thrilled about it, but it was a really cool thing. And to follow your journey from that moment forward and everything you've been through and to see how you've grinded and continued to press on, it's a really awesome story. And we're so happy for you and continuing this. Please, you know, don't score seven touchdowns on Sunday. That would be really nice. We, we ask that of you. Uh, but we always appreciate you, dude. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me, Glenn. I appreciate it.